Do we have shout outs? You guys shout out something. Who, who deserves a shout out? Hey, yo, shout out to uh, Gonzo's Nose. Shout out to Gonzo's Shout out nose. to. Uh, yo, is Gonzo a black character? Nah, he's no. an alien, I think. Okay. Shout out to Gonzo. Yeah. Shout Oscar. out to uh, Oscar's black. Free 21 Savage. He's free, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, did, free him did more. He get out? Give him more free. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I, I, he made bail. He, he made bail. He's, he's no longer detained by ICE. Yeah, honestly, free money. Free him. Uh, 21 Savage. That's crazy. Shout out to Chocolate Cake, the food and the person here in Tokyo. feel like I should come in soft to this one. Peace. Welcome to the Mega Late Showcase. <laughs> Hip-hop. Dope culture. Recorded here in Tokyo. Episode 65. Every episode is a milestone. One giant step for mankind. Ah, uh, you fucked that up too. Did I? Or oh, no, no you, did. you did. You did. No, Ga- you Gaijin did. kind? One small step for a man. One giant step for mankind. So there we you, go. You did it. Yeah, we did it. We're better than yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, that's right. No half stepping. We're taking giant steps. And here today on the Mega Late Show, uh, which we put out every Friday, I'm just going to stumble over this whole intro. Yeah, every Friday we put out episodes featuring people here in Tokyo, people passing through, and those who are just around us in general. And uh, that's what we do. Indubitably. I'm just letting the energy rock, man. I'm trying to build it up. <laughs> show, you know what I mean? Just get ready for it. All right. Yeah, man. And so uh, every episode we have a guest and we take a moment to have some free conversation with them and find out what they're doing. Uh, at the end of the show, we also have a gig list of all the upcoming shows here in Tokyo that are happening. So if you live here in Tokyo, check that out because there is a plethora of talented people doing really dope things. And uh, also, we have a weather report where we share some music, talk about that. And I think today we're going to try to do a different segment, but we haven't decided on that or how to do it at all. So, uh, Word Life. Today, episode 65, on the third mic, we have a returning guest from previous episode number... Do you remember what episode that was, I think that Sean? was like episode 62. 62? It was that It was the recent, first one of this year. Mm. No, I think you were after India. No, Pretty I think old. it was before India. Really? Yeah. Yo, you might be right. You might be 60. I think I'm 60, yeah. Yeah, he is 60. Oh, word? Yeah. He is episode 60 with Afro Daddy, but he's returning today triumphantly to help us host this episode. Yes. Keep talking. Keep talking. I want other people to talk. I feel like I'm doing all the talking right now. All right, what's up, Tokyo? This is Shot AD coming back. Tell us what you're doing. Thank you so much for inviting me back on the show. Dopest hip hop podcast in Tokyo and uh, all things in. About good culture. What's up, everybody? Word, man. Thank you. Thank you. Anything dope coming Yo, up, Shot? Shot is much better at this than us. No, not really. No, nah, man. I'll be killing this shit. It's fire. I'm just kind of fucking around today. I'm trying to get the energy right. <laughs> don't don't be thinking you better than us, Shot. You better nah, go sit down. Like, like, hey, cut his still, mic. No, nah, man. Like, 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 this is all still still yeah. new to me. Still new to me. Word. Um, coming up on my side right now is the next, next week on the 23rd. We have this bomb party supporting this brand new band. Orizon or Orizan? Because I remember like the original name was Orizan, but then I butter guess butter toast, butter toast, sir. butter toast. Uh, 
butter toast. Let's just go with that. But like, I guess, I guess the advertising name we're gonna, we're gonna go with is um, Orizon. This um, really badass super group, um, hip hop, soul, funk, R and B. This band that, that um, we're supporting. We're gonna be in um, Shibuya Under Deer Lounge on the twenty third. Where was that? I, I don't think I've heard of that Under joint. That's Deer, Under Deer Lounge. Apparently. Under Deer. Yeah, like yeah, under there apparently it's like this popular like spot for like um Japanese hip hop artists. From, oh, word. From what I've heard, yeah, they do like open mics uh, once okay. every Wednesday or first Wednesday, something like that. Yeah. Okay, bet. Yeah, yeah. So like that was gonna be pretty dope. Um, and then after that, uh, the big festival March 9th, Sound Tokyo Sounds from the Underground, the biggest festival. Well, I'm calling it a festival, but it's just a just a really big ass party. But yeah, it's, um, everything's coming down within the next two to three weeks, so stay tuned for that. Bet. We'll definitely talk about that at the end of the show. Right, thank Let's you. go ahead and introduce our guest today, whom I don't have a lot of information about, but I know him infamously through word of mouth out here in Tokyo. Every time that anybody's approached me and said, oh, you're into hip hop? Mm. You like raps? Mm. Have you heard of the rhyming gaijin? And I was like, no, I'm not familiar with this person. But after about six months of hearing about you and from various people i was like let's find out who this guy is and i think it was my guy tracy jones who did an article featuring a bunch of us last year i think we're all featured in that article what was it called hip-hop is a closed door or something like this not sure all right hip-hop has a closed door or something like that yeah yeah yeah. but but um that's that's maybe the first time i saw your name in print and I, i know you were also rocking with the raw urban mobile podcast uh the homies i don't know if that episode I don't think that episode came out, uh, but but yeah, those are the homies and shit. So we're here with the Ryman Gaijin. How are you today, Ryman Gaijin? I'm good. For a person that raps a lot, man, you sure are sparse and terse <laughs> with the language and shit. You good. Good to hear. Like, oh, what's up, man? So uh, give us an introduction about yourself. I've been in Japan 11 years. Uh, most people know me from my YouTube. So when I got here, I just started... YouTube and YouTube and YouTube. And actually, I don't talk much. Okay. Until I'm on stage or YouTubing. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of a joke, kind of like a superpower. My superpower is I, I, I turn invisible when you turn around. Okay, bet. I understand that. Like the ghost from Super Mario. Yeah. Oh, that dude. Boo. Mm. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Teresa. Teresa? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why they okay. call it like um, Teresa here in Japan. Yeah, like. Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Like all those names are weird. What Apparently, I've never heard of it before. Kino yeah, my first like... girlfriend's name was Teresa, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, is it related to this somehow? Yeah. Okay, so you you're not much of a talker, but you are an MC extraordinaire, and you've been rapping out here and doing your thing for how long? You say? Since I got here. So that'd be like, I came 2015 for school. Shout out to TUJ. And the first meeting we had, he's like, "Why are you here?" And people like, "I want to go to, I want to see some geisha. I want to find some Japanese shit." I'm like, "I want to rap." And the advisor, he was writing a book on hip hop in Japan. So from that point, he he put me into every. Like, he got me um, when Destiny Child was Destiny's Child. Yeah. He got me press pass. I didn't see them because there was this big bouncer where I should go in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't feel like... Wait, you said you've been out here since 2015? No, I I went to school out here. Okay, okay. So I was three months, graduated, went home. 
came back for Christmas, went home, and came back to teach about 11 years. Okay. Okay. That's much longer than... Uh, yeah, when you said 2015, I was like, wow, I thought you had been out here much longer and doing things. Word. And so now, you out here, you're the rhyming gaijin. What type of stuff are you doing out here in Tokyo? I take photos. So right now, I'm on photography... Just living. Okay. Relaxing. I'm familiar with that. You know what I mean? Just living and relaxing yeah. shit. Okay. You know, uh, like you were saying, your superpower is like when you get on a microphone, you be talking a lot and, and get, you know, uh, very vocal and shit. That's kind of like Spider-Man. The original incarnation of Spider-Man is like quiet, kind of nerdy kid. Yeah. And then when he put on the mask, that's when he started cutting the jokes and everything. You know right, what I mean? Right, that's right, when right, he's right. Spider-Man. Some people need that. So word. Mm -hmm word man well uh thank you for joining us on the show today we're going to pull some uh some conversations out of you uh the All best right. that we can we've got some people who uh wrote us some questions that wanted to uh ask you some because you're kind of you're kind of well known around here maybe more so than than you think but yeah so uh let's go ahead and do we have sponsors today besides gonzo's nose i don't have any sponsors right shout out to harry at harry sandwich company in harajuku mm -hmm. right off of takashita street dopest sandwiches on the planet yo that's even better than my uh stamp i'd be given so yeah dopest sandwiches period um mm -hmm. yeah they you are can wonderful catch me there every last friday which is next friday of this month no it's today when you're listening so yeah come mm -hmm. listen to me today at Harry's because it's February. Vibes are bet like the, the vibes, vibes event. Mm -hmm. Vibes yeah. event. It's gonna be dope. Who is DJing with you this time? Uh, just me, Roland Dolo. Okay. Dolo, Dolo, Dolo. I might come out there and check you out too, man. Yo, if you want to hop on, feel free. I may have to just do that and play some music. What what kind of vibe are you going to be establishing that evening? Can it just be any vibe? Yeah, man. Mm, Good man. vibes only. Positive vibes only. I'm gonna play death metal. All. No, he, he doesn't. Late doesn't. Late doesn't like Pusha T. I'm just gonna play Pusha T's album oh, shit. and shit all night. See if he ever invites yeah, me back that, again. That bristled me a lot more yeah. than the death metal did. Oh, you're not feeling Pusha, yeah. huh? No. I see. He's I'm right. not feeling him either, though. Yeah, he just chooses not to listen to his music. It's not so much the quality the quality of his work as uh, it is just a personal preference. Uh, all right, word. Well, shit. Let's go into uh, what we consider the temperature check of the podcast. Rhyming Gaijin, this is where we ask you questions about your opinions on hip-hop culture and culture in general, and also just try to find out a little bit about what you think and what not. So, uh, let's start with something very easy, man. Um, give us five of your favorite MCs. All right. uh, Jay-Z. Most Def. Wyclef. Method Man. This list is pretty good so far. You could drop the uh, ball on this last one. Lauren Hill. Okay. Okay. So you got mm -hmm. two Fugees. You got two cats from Brooklyn. Wait, who was the third or the second? I heard mm -hmm. Jay Z, Wyclef, Method Man. Uh, Jay Z, Wyclef, Method Def. Man, Most Def, Lauren Def. Hill. Ah, that's a pretty good list, man. Favorite MC when you're or Method Man? I mean, they did two different things. Like, I like Wyclef because he did. Like, I, I have a. I like people who could produce and rap on their own stuff. Mm. So, Jizza, Kanye, all them. But okay. of I all really, of them. I just wanted the Wyclef qualified. Mm. He. Like, he came to my city. Like, a friend. My, my brother's friend brought them here. Mm. And he was in my school, my middle school. Oh, out here in Japan? Nah, back in the States. Oh, I was about to say. 
and they came out. I was rapping back then, so I might have been 15, 14. But I didn't go to the show. No one went to the show. So they were performing to an empty auditorium. Hmm. So when the next album came out, Wyclef's like, you know, we get no love from this little town called East. He shouted us out. He dissed us. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Shit. And then just Lauren Hill, she could sing, she could rap, she had class. Mm-hmm. I mean, she used to show up on time. Right. And then she did the movie thing. She was, she couldn't go wrong yeah. up until that point. Yeah. And she just kind of. Yeah, well, she, yeah, you know, she's definitely a super talented artist. Only one, one album though, really, right? One, one album. Just one album. Uh, that's because the joy of her world is Zion now. Can you sing that song for well, us, late, got, please? She got hella more kids. Yeah, she got hella kids. All right. Favorite MC when you were 16? I mean, back in the day, I, I guess I was a hater. I just didn't like anyone. Anyone who was popping, so I didn't like Jay-Z. Maybe most deaf, because he just, of all the raucous people, he was just smooth with it. He was just, yeah. he wasn't preaching. Mm. He wasn't shouting. He just... He has styles, like uh, different vibes. If you listen to Black on Both Sides, man, that album's got everything in it. Mm-hmm. It's got the dope instrumental joint. It's got the love joints. It's got the hip-hop joints. It's got the hard joints. It's got the Fela Kuti sample. It's got, you know what I mean, the Aretha Franklin samples. It's, it's, it's like just it's... a beautiful album. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. I think that shit is turning 20 years old this year. 99, right? Yes. Okay. So that means we're probably around the same age then, I'm imagining. Okay. Shit. Most of is, is there anyone on that list in particular that you would say influenced you and in how you developed yourself as an artist? I mean, I have amnesia, but... Like a legit medical condition amnesia, or is this hyperbolic? He's like, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I was listening to... Like, I was um, just listening to some old tracks from back in the day. Mm. Shit I used to listen to when I was in school. And I found I lifted certain people's patterns... So Lauren Hill on Lost One, it's funny how situate. Yeah. I used to do that. When Snoop I'm the M the S I'm a D O double G. Yeah. I would say I'm the M A double T. So I was just Mace. I was listening to um Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. I did the whole cause he had that I didn't used to get hype, I still don't get hype. Yeah. So Mace was kinda one monotone, but with yeah. the dun, 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 dun. and I used to do that. Yeah. So it seems like I was pulling from everybody. Yeah. I did the cannabis. Anyone I liked enough, I would take their style and make it mine. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned Ruckus, man. So you're you're familiar with uh, like sound bombing and everything? Nah. No? Okay. Not like familiar, the, too familiar with Ruckus? Like the thing with me is I don't listen to music. I, I listen to what I listen to. So if I'm in the car and yeah. you're playing it, yeah. I don't have a choice. So I'm going to absorb it. <laughs> but I wouldn't go out of my way to go buy something and then listen to it mm. because that just wasn't me so I, a okay. lot of my shit is from my brother he would play it so um q-tip i'll be in the background i liked his voice sure yeah like, that dude got a weird voice he got it? one of the best voices so distinct yeah but i didn't he wasn't my dude right just i liked his voice well, shit like what was the first what was the first uh hip-hop album you purchased with your own money it was it was a record I wanted the instrumental, and it was, uh, it could have been the Fugees. No, it was an old school one. Uh, it was just for the instrumental. I didn't really, I just wanted the instrumental. Mm-hmm. 
but the first maybe I think it was the Fujis. But then my friends, they all had the shit, so I just okay, brought from them. Sure. I think it was the Fujis. But back then I was just buying instrumentals. Back when they made tapes, beat yeah. tapes. Yeah. So I just go there, buy the beat tapes. I didn't really want to hear the people on it because it would throw me off. Cause my tendency is to sound like whoever made yeah. it. So I know tracks by the instrumentals, but not who was on it. So okay. so like so you were in that mindset from sixteen. So like when did you start rapping? Like like, 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 when did you start even becoming like interested in like looking for instrumentals to like? Well, make... well, let's hold up. Let's hold oh, up. Let's my, wait. My, we'll, yeah. we'll hit the temperature check questions, the weird hip hop questions, yeah. and then we're gonna get into more uh, of his life work uh, and, and his approach to making music in, in a second. Late, you got a temperature check question? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued. Uh, you know, you come across people like yourself a little bit, uh, semi often in hip hop. People that like perform and and do hip-hop as like you know it's an interactive community right yeah. and it's an interactive art form but a lot of people are just like no nah, i don't listen to any rap music like yeah, 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 oh yeah. i rap all day but the only thing i listen to is like new metal or you know some shit like that so y you don't really follow hip-hop music i mean i know what's going on so i know that 21 got locked up okay i know sure. i know who gets locked up right i know if they pop up in my radar yeah so I, I found Chance back when he was on YouTube, when YouTube still had stars, star ratings. Okay. Yeah. I, I forgot noticed, about that. Oh, I don't remember like, that at all. Yeah. <laughs> like his shit's always had five stars. Like it's impossible. Like the minute someone gives you a, a four, it bumps down. Mm. So he just kept having all these fives. So I was listening to him like dude was dope before all. I, I didn't know about him. I just knew what he's doing. Uh, if someone recommends someone really hard to me. Like, okay you must listen to this guy yeah i probably won't <laughs> but then hey, I like since the names since the name's there it just kind of keep reading you keep seeing oh. things it pops up okay well um fuck it let's see if you were on if, if you were just chilling out and some other aliens came down to earth and was like yo man so what is this hip-hop shit what would you show them what album would you have them listen to or movie or you know, a, a, a tangible piece of some type of media that you would show them to show what hip hop is. I guess belly. Okay. Oh. But it, it doesn't show hip hop. It's just hip hop dudes who transcended hip hop to do this. Mm -hmm. Like maybe Eight Mile. Okay. It kind of shows one aspect. I think I would be more comfortable showing them Eight Mile as as hip hop culture more so than Belly. But you know, I mean, really, hip hop yeah, is the it, it's the underbelly. It, like right. that's part of it, right? Mm. But like belly is more like the. I social, can see what it means, but yeah. there's like a real. Oh, y'all can hear all that. There's a real aesthetic to belly. Like there's a tone that's right. only in belly, pretty much. Yeah, but there's also like nothing really about the four elements of hip hop whatsoever. But I mean, it's, it's more like, or less the socioeconomic conditions in which these people were living in. It's like if you look at a wall doing. of graffiti, it's like, yeah, this is hip hop. Like, oh, I can kind of like I can get a sense of what you mean visually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was saying eight mile is because like at least in that there is the component of like a white person? rap as. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a white person coming I in, being the, being the savior <laughs> of all of us is actually what I was getting at. No, um, no. I mean, there's the competitive I, I, elements. of. Okay, of here's a better shit. one. Uh, it was on Netflix. Nas did it. Oh, um, the oh, documentary series. The breakdown. What was it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that showed 
Like oh, I learned shit from get that. Down? The get down. The get okay. down. My bad. Yeah. The get down. Okay. So that showed the beginning. Sure. I mean, season one was great. Yeah. After that, they got all weird. Yeah. It was trash. Yeah. yeah, I will go ahead and go ahead and say that is a trash, a, a trash. That is a single trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I you know I just kind of just rambled off the question without even thinking about the implications of my own answer. So I'm not even sure what I would say uh, if somebody asked me to do that. Mm. You know uh, what I mean? Brown sugar. So, brown sugar. Is it brown sugar? D'Angelo's. Nah. Brown sugar. The movie, the Tarantino movie, with uh, Tay Diggs. Definitely not Tarantino. Okay, yeah. That, I'm yeah. thinking of something completely different. The hip-hop Jackie domination. Brown. You're thinking oh about bad. Jackie Brown. <laughs> it's uh, Sanai Lathan. I used to love uh The theme was, is it Tay Diggs? Yeah. He's in a suit, and Most Def is in it. He's cabby. Most um, Def has three songs on the tra- on the soundtrack called Brown Sugar. There's a fine version, a rough version, and another version, and they're all fire tracks. Okay. The soundtrack Queen Latifah's is in it. Shout out Common to might be in it. Brown Sugar is this like a romantic comedy or it's like a rom- romantic comedy? Those movies like you know The Woods and uh, The Best Man, all those okay, black okay. movies sure. that came out Love and Basketball. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. Kind of okay. Word. Uh, okay. But I don't remember the plot. All right, so the plot is he's working for a record label, and then they're trying to make money, but he wants to keep it real. He goes to the show. He sees most Steph's characters like that's a dope MC. He approaches him. Most Steph is like me, kind of like, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I ain't trying to do anything. I work for a cab. And he just walks away. I don't want your deal. Then his boss signs these two white, a white guy and a black guy, hip hop Dalmatians. And they just, <laughs> and that he's sounds, pushing that them. That sounds like something I'm interested in. So then he quits, starts his own record label, and it just shows him trying to make this happen. Okay. Actually, I guess I would show them a bunch of movies. Because okay. one movie won't capture everything. Mm. So each one yeah, would yeah. show a different... You ain't going to show them Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Let's Save I This never Community s- Center? I've never seen those movies. Uh, you should never watch that movie anyways. You know, but okay. Shit. Next temperature twi- check question. Late? What um, aspect about Japan is your favorite after being here so long? Hmm. I guess the silence. So in the states, I'm bombarded with shit. I hear everything. I see. I'm like, I'm like omnipotent. Mm-mm. We're in Japan. I'm. Mm. It's silent. I don't know what's going on. The silent god. Which it, it gives me room to think, to really do self-searching. Okay. It's like my mountaintop out here. What do you think it's missing? Tokyo. Noise. Oh, man, you should move to Ikebukuro, man. Well, I lived out here, but I mean, yeah. like, noise from us. The foreign noise. Like, mm-hmm. there's multiple podcasts. There's multiple artists. There, there's so many talented people, but they're not making noise. Mm, oh, I, I see you. what you mean. But, I mean, it is. It would be foreign noise. You know what I mean? Like. Minorities don't typically make that much noise. I mean, of course, America is a different kind of example, but like we don't hear about minorities from other countries that much, really. I mean, I always call it a Pandora's box kind of thing. Japan is perfect how it is. Anything that we add to it would change how Japan is. Right. And it would just tip it to some other other 
It's kind of like when those uh, movies where they go back in time. Butterfly effect. Right. Change one little thing and next thing it's all. Mm. Right. So does that mean it's a good thing or a bad thing? Like is Japan fine as it is or do you think it needs some of that? I mean, I always say that uh, since Japanese people don't die, <laughs> that's kind of what the problem oh, It is what it is. <laughs> but when they die, the new generation are more likely to change things to fit their, like the whole, I'm older than you, so you got to listen to me thing. Right. Yeah. Well, if they never die, right, you're not going to fight the 180-year-old Bucho or Kacho or whatever. Yeah. But when he's dead, you can do whatever you want. and. But... But then by the time he's dead, like said person's already like 40, 50 themselves. Like, I was having this conversation with a student yesterday, I think it was. Um, and he was telling me, try not to give away, the head person at his company had just had a birthday party and he's pretty old, like a high number, one of those decades. Yeah. And uh, the guy at his birthday party said, Yeah, I'll, I'll be here until. Uh, I die. I'm not going to retire is basically what he said. Oh, and I was asking my student how he felt about that. And, uh, you know, I went into like the financial crisis and how people had to start over. And with people at that level, it made it harder for the new people coming in to get a foothold in, in different industries. And, you know, how did he feel about maybe somebody holding on to a position for the next decade or two decades or mm -hmm. something? You know, even even when they're like maybe not physically or mentally able to handle the job as efficiently as right. they did when they first got there. Yeah, just that seem like that seniority thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And people here, and I, I really wanted his opinion because people here don't die. Like they don't, like they don't, they don't die. And to go even further, just I, I've always I've always heard too that even when uh, when certain bosses like retire, they're still on like. Um, uh what's the word like they're still like in the back rooms like they're, they're still like behind the like the new boss's backs you know like whispering in their ears or whatnot that's what i've heard so the like those, prime minister yeah so it's, it's always like someone that's like you know, like the ogs always control the game e but like but 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 because they're ogs i feel like their mind is still caught on to like what made them successful when they were young yeah, but yeah. times change and they don't really catch on to that you know so what the, that's how i think about it yeah I mean, to keep it 100, there's really no reason to keep using fax machines, but... Yeah. I mean, they got them excuse. What, what was it? Because they have to have a, the paper to file some... Like, they explained it to me. Yeah. Uh, so they figured out... But I guess it is what it is. It's how it's been working. And I kind of think... We got these buildings that don't fall when there's an earthquake. That's linked to the fax machine. Really? Get rid of the fax machine, buildings fall over. Like that kind of weird. There's a connection. Link. Yeah. Because it's just random in that sense. Because think of all the great things that Japan has. Mm -hmm. And then look at where we came from. Mm -hmm. We just don't do it because we don't have fax machines. Hmm. I'm letting you. I'm letting you cook with the causality here. I just, you know, like I, I understand. I understand like uh, what everybody's talking about. Like, uh, it's very much a culture that is like on the bleeding edge of doing things culturally, but also still tethered to these traditions that come from, you know, patriarchy and old ass men laying down rules. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's change, but there's also just 
consistency in in the practices so yeah I, i'm i i'm rocking with you man there's a there's a causality a non-local not, not meaning like local cities but like uh you know fucking faster than light t- uh travel mm-hmm. that is happening connecting in between these type of things and mm-hmm. yeah there is uh, some type of non-local causality that that comes with fucking japan japanese culture i don't know i was thinking you were gonna say like we need more denny's out here or some shit like <laughs> need more pancakes but word all right shit yeah because like um just like what he was kind of like hitting upon just like it like the little bit of noise that is here from you know us non-japanese folks is usually from organizers or whatever with like running their own separate circles so just okay this party's going down but only people who rock with this circle will will be going to that party it's saying this party's over here but there's not not like some joint thing just like hey man like something going on Uh, my party's doing this but homie got another party going on next week there's not that kind of noise Mm. which is what i miss personally as well well where where are you from pennsylvania okay i don't know like the way the way that you frame it in terms of like uh, the silence and noise, um, I, I I don't know if uh, like how I experience that here or even how I would experience it in the same way that you do in the states because, I mean, I hear a lot like on both sides from the Japanese culture. It's noisy everywhere out here to me, but there are also like pockets of silence. I suppose like the silence for me is like my inability to communicate with people in a way that is conducive to healthy conversation and healthy interactions so like i have like a a sense of silence in terms of like the distance between people and the language barrier and how i exist as a you know uh a brown ass person out here yeah but also like in terms of the noise like it's fucking like i'm constantly bombarded by gaijin shit all the time even when i'm not trying to i think like i I had the same kind of thought process when he said the silence and the noise because I can appreciate the silence of it's, it just being on average quieter than America yeah. and then also like the serene factor and the peaceful mm. tranquil tranquilness tranquility, tranquility. the tranquility uh, whatever yeah. appeal of it uh, and the noise I don't think is well tell me if I'm wrong I don't think is like literal like sound volume i think it's just the um like in america although we're minority black people brown people people of color uh you know the oppressed cultures like our appeal is so strong that we seep into the mainstream or our shit gets ganked so much that you know People, ra- people be re- yelling racist shit at you using like black girl vocabulary. Like, right, right. Yeah, like yeah, you know. trying to snatch you or drag right. you or something, yeah. right? Yeah, I think maybe that's the uh, the noise that okay. we make. Mm. Like it's a uh, impact on the culture, I feel like. Mm. like okay. See, that's what, that's what I was trying to get at. And here we are trying to like excavate exactly what, what yeah. he was talking about when he's sitting right across what from is Rima- other, when Rima- when Rimocrates wrote right the noise <laughs> I'm gonna have a think piece about this episode in the noise it's an interesting take man like uh, are you are you a person that I guess, I guess let's go into the conversational portion of the podcast instead of the random questions are, are, are you happy about your experience out here more so than you are disappointed by it because I come across people who seem to love Tokyo, but one of their favorite things to do is to fucking shit on all the shit that's bad about Tokyo. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are your thoughts on experiencing here, uh, Tokyo here? I think 
So I've been out here long enough to meet people who hate it, love it, whatever. It, I don't have a problem with Tokyo. I mean, I have problems with certain people, certain, certain offices. Like right now, I'm beefing with SoftBank because oh, their word? internet no, sucks. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I was on the phone for two hours trying to get them to, like, just shit like that. So I don't like that, but I do like my SoftBank phone. Mm. So um, I'm there with you. Like, there's a lot of shit that I really enjoy about Tokyo, but then like some of the old traditional shit is just wild to me. Like even just watching the news, I'm like, yo, this man was caught you know, molesting a 13-year-old girl and y'all thought it was dope to go to his house and try to fucking communicate with his wife and embarrass her and put her mm. business out. Mm. She ain't do shit. That's her husband. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's an ugly thing to do to a person that's already suffering because their their significant other was shitty. Th- there's a lot of shit out here that's hella trash, but for the mm. most part, man, like, I do find a lot of really dope out here. And as, just doing the podcast, man, we come across people who are just really dope. And so... This place is really cool. Like, my sister came out here a couple months ago. And, you know, my sister looks blacker than I do. She got black folks hair. Mm. You know, she's unmistakably black, where I'm a little bit ambiguous. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, man, it's, it'll be cool to come out here. And I was like, yo, you haven't seen any of the negative out here. I'm bringing mm. you to all the lovely places. You mm. ain't even rode the train when it was, like, even 100% capacity, mm. where you can't sit down. You, you, yeah. You've never been on there when it's 300% capacity, mm. and you've never, you haven't experienced any of uh, the, the subtle racism and things like that. Like the convo we had before we started recording um, about getting hit up by somebody like, oh, you got any advice? I would love to come out here and tour. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, I want to I wanna live there so bad I want to yeah. come out. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a foreign country. That's cool to, you know, go somewhere, experience something new. There's all this other shit. Yeah. So much other a lot other of baggage shit. out here. Yeah. You've been able to navigate that pretty well. Do you find that... I mean, your name is your name is Rhyming Gaijin, so you're well aware of the fact that you're an outsider here, clearly. What, what kind of adversity have you faced out here just trying to rhyme as a Gaijin? I guess I came out here before there was social media. I mean, maybe there was, like, blogs and shit but so i didn't have any preconceptions i just came i'm gonna do me and that's what i did and it worked like i would i was invited to go to this event with this i forget his yuda rock yuda rock is it yuda not rock? familiar is that a this is an old school hip-hop dude with all these gold chains like he's, japanese person like he's pretty hmm. up there so not we're familiar. there and i one of my friends from my school i'm like yo let's interview that guy and we just walk over to the guy and he puts the cam in his face and i'm asking him questions because i can do that yeah and he's answering me because he's polite it's japan yeah and his manager comes over like yo what are you doing he's like i'm being interviewed by what's your name again yeah like just shit like that you can go anywhere in japan they might kick you out but it's not like being thrown out it's uh, please yeah it sounds like that uh what they call the the gaijin card like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh like uh, he didn't know any better so it's not his fault but you know like they, you know i get away with that type of shit all the time too yeah yeah, mm. yeah. the gaijin bubble on the train i don't got the bu- this morning i came down here this guy sat next to him he's reading an english book i saw him looking at my phone so i said yo what are you reading mm. and he's like he told me he's reading the tale of the 
tale of Genji. Genji. Oh, Genji. Yeah, but he's reading it in English. The first novel oh, ever. Yeah, so he's just like talking. I'm talking, and we talk from from a cheetah down to Shinjuku. Oh, damn. And and then Ex- we get express though express. Yeah, express. Okay. Shout out to the romance car. <laughs> <laughs> so we get down there, and he pulls out this postcard. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm an artist too. I'm like, yeah, I'm an artist too, and. Like that kind of experience, I had multiple of those. Um, so not the bubble where no one's gonna sit next to me, yeah. but more like, mm. you know, what you doing? So I think that's kind of y'all familiar with um, uh, Prices, right? Yeah. Yes. The Plinko. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the I don't know millionness, the big prize at the bottom, then the empties. Yeah. I feel when we get from Narita or Hanada, it's like that. Uh... Just random where we, because I. I've been here what, twelve years. I've never been arrested. Well, just my experience are different from other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they, yeah, I got arrested. How do you get arrested? Like, I, you can. Yeah. I met a dude. He's like, I'm walking. He's walking. He's like, oh, you're rhyming guys. I'm like, yeah, I'm rhyming guys. He's like, I just got out of jail. Like, how does? And he, but that's his experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so for me, I just kind of landed, and this is just—it has nothing really to do with me. It just landed, and just I met great. I met Dave Whitaker. Where? When I came out here, I met him and Latanya. Pretty early on. Who are these people? Who are these people? These are the people that have Soul Food. Soul Food House. Oh, okay. Shout yeah. out to David. Yeah. So I just met good people from the jump. That. It just made it. Plus my girlfriends that I met left, but that's me. So it could also be a sign of the times, because if you've been here for twelve years, uh, maybe the climate's changed a little bit. Because I know last year, two, three years ago, like almost any dark person walking through Rapungi was like there was a 75% chance you were going to get stopped and mm. at least they wanted to look through your bag or something. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, after being here for 12 years, you know, you still look young, but you're not like, you know, old man. 21 Savage looking young, walking through Rapungi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, mean I guess I, times have changed, but more people have come over. So in the bubble back in the 80s, there was not many foreigners. Mm-hmm. Then a whole bunch of us came out here. Mm. Like, I don't go to Rapungi like that anymore. I used to live yeah. out in Rapungi. That mm. was my place. Mm. I only go there for work. Yeah. I'm on that first, tra- the 11 o'clock train out. But just, I guess another part is mindset. Like, if you... If you come from somewhere and you have a feeling that you're going to be in some shit somewhere else, you bring that with you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're coloring the experience. Right. No, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Like, uh, what is it saying? The thrower of the project is is thrown with his own throw. Mm. So if you project into something like this person's going to treat me like something, you're actually throwing yourself into that experience through your projection of it. And so word. Um, I kind of find I kind of find that uh, a lot of times with older people, 
um, perhaps uh, peers of ours, like a, a little bit older than, you know, the, the youthful 20 to 30 year old crowd that um, their experience here are colored in different ways than than the youth like the youth especially nowadays they tend to be a little bit more socially aware of a lot of injustices and microaggressions whereas uh a, a lot of older folks are just kind of like ah, they're gonna ask me if, like they're gonna comment on how well i use chopsticks again and, you know that's uh, just something yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, with yeah. the territory whereas like the a lot of the youth are like fuck why are they always always yeah. always fucking doing that and it's mm. just like yo it's an old ass culture so that's just fucking what happens out here so I want to I want to get into more about um, you making you you rapping out here. Are, have you put out musical projects or are you doing shows like what's going on with you uh, music wise? About a year and a half. Shad hit me up. Asked me if I wanted to perform. Yeah. At that point, I haven't performed maybe for two years. I just graduated from school. and I kind of it was a mind fuck business and music i couldn't put them back together so since then i just you know i perform when i perform um but my thing on youtube was i would perform on the street so just take figure out how well just recording on the street and micing it all up so it'd be perfect audio mm -hmm, best i could mm -hmm. so yeah but project wise i used to release an album every year I think it was your first one was back in 2010, right? Yeah. And then NBA came, school, and I just stopped. Okay. Mm. If you if do you have musical projects that people can go listen to, or where would you direct them if they wanted to hear yourself? I would direct them to um, my Instagram. So right now I'm doing this uh, 365 challenge. So every day I write a new rap. I got 12 hours to do it in. And I'm up to day 46. Mm. Okay. So they should check that out. So you're going to do this for the whole year? Yeah. Oh, that's dope, man. Very cool. Yeah. I do have some messages from people that um, wanted me to ask you a few questions. And it looks like, let me just read this off to you. It says, this is my message. Five years ago, I was a B average college student who was putting more effort into my hobbies than my classes. At the time, I was really into Japan and I had... I had uh, I had even been there once before for vacation. I never planned to live there, so I got my fix primarily through anime and manga and the such. A buddy of mine followed uh, Jay vlogging, and he told me about you, Ramen Gaijin, and Tokyo Sam, and a few others. At the time, I was beginning to mess around in the studio, so I took an interest in some of your freestyle videos. Even now, I think they're interesting. However, the video I was taken to... Uh, the most is the one titled what happened to miss RG at the time I was involved in or just ending a fling with a Japanese girl I spent time with abroad if there ever was a time in my life where I experienced true empathy That was the closest in that video both of y'all's facial expressions were just the right amount of subtle to convey Just the right amount of emotion a few days after I saw it I went to my buddy and he asked did you see that and I took a breath and nodded my head and said yeah I saw that I would like to thank you for your public sacrifice, and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Shout out to you, man. Damn. You feeling that? That was nice. That was a nice thing to say. That's really dope. What is that story about? Hmm? Oh, uh, you're talking about the uh, what happened to Miss RG? What yeah. is that about? I've, I've never seen it. So can you tell us a little about it? About it? All right. So when I, so I started rapping when I was like six or seven. I didn't know what it was. I was just rhyming words. 
rap is still kind of being born. My dad's Jamaican, Christian Jamaican, so there was gonna be no hip hop in the house. Uh, but I you still, know, I thought I thought you you might come from Jamaican heritage, but when you mentioned Wyclef, I I thought maybe you could be Haitian too. But shout out to Jamaica, man. I didn't know he was Haitian until I thought yeah. he was Jamaican because oh, he's always bet. Haitian. But yeah, so um um, I always like hip hop. I didn't like the harder stuff, but I just like the rhyming part. Uh, when I started listening to music, I would just kind of remix shit. So M A double T's, D O double G. It was easy for me to do to match their cadence. Sure, that's what Game does to this day. He, the Game, just be doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to it though. If you're good at it, you're good at it. So then, so I wanted to be a role model. That was my thing. So I come out to Japan. I wanted to be an inspiration for people who can't come here. Cause I got the questions too. I want to come out here, blah, blah, blah. And my thing was, I'm not special. I'm not an Asian major. I don't speak Japanese. I didn't have money. There was nothing in my, kind of this Plinko life. There was nothing that was, I wasn't meant to be here. I just want to be here. I made it happen. Uh-huh. And my thing was, I would be like a, a kind of beacon, a light for other people. Mm. So I'd show my life. And I was thinking I need to have like a billion views on YouTube to be inspiring or to have people follow me. Yeah. So I never paid any attention to it, just doing me. Mm-hmm. And then when I had a girlfriend, I didn't want her on the channel because it's just messy. But, you know, she's always in the background. Good call. And then eventually she made her own channel and kind of did her thing together. And then we broke up mm. six months before that video. Mm. and then every day i would get these comments where is she where is she where yeah, is she is yeah, she okay yeah, yeah, where is she where is she mm. like i'd be like i'm gonna climb mount fuji oh, where is she yeah i just found a brick of gold where's your ex or where mm. is she is she okay? so we still met we still talk to this day and we were in shibuya i'm like let's make this video real quick and we did it because they just wouldn't stop in fact that's the video i stopped making videos Oh man, that's an interesting one to go out on. Cause, mm. it, like, if you look at how social media is, you need that kind of that. I don't call it a gimmick, but it's more than music, right? And it's combined. So when I first started, all I did was make music. Look at me, I'm making music. No one watched that. It's when I started saying shit like, you know, it's hard to get a teaching job in Japan. Yeah. All these people came. So I started remixing my shit with my shit, mm-hmm. mixing them. Mm-hmm. When I went to visit her mom for the first time, I put my music in the front, in the back, in the middle, segues. But it gets, it's hard to separate. You can't really, there's no easy way to separate the two. And when it came to that point, there was no, like, there's big channels, same thing. They're known for being a couple. When they break, there's no channel anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, like pat without vanilla mm. vanna vanna white like, so yeah i made that video for them but it didn't i didn't like that feeling like i i really want to be behind the scenes mm. although i'm in front of the scenes when i make my videos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can't have both i need a mask i guess mm. yeah. comment gaijin yeah i want to know just say what what made you want to come to japan specifically for hip-hop though like yeah like what like out of all the places all over the world that you could have gone why japan though i mean again random I, i'm a uh. all right full house there was an episode when they went to tokyo just random mm. um run dmc came out here 
I think the Wu-Tang came out here. And there's one where there's Michael Jackson performing out here in Japanese. And they're like crying. He's singing in English and they're crying. So that was my mm. image. Mm. Um, I had a Motorola StarTech. Anyone remember that? First flip phone. Okay. So when I when I saw the ad, I wanted it. This is back when no one had cell phones. My dad accused me of being a drug dealer because mm. it was a point. It was a time when you didn't need a cell phone. Yeah. I just wanted one, and he's like, "Why you're a drug dealer?" And when I saw where it's coming from, Tokyo. Eventually, it came to the states. Uh, Sprint, blah blah. But yeah. So then, uh, my girlfriend at the time, we had plans to go to L.A. And I was gonna bust tables and make it happen there. That was the plan. Make it happen, meaning a music career? Yeah, okay. just be in the right place. And then she said on a Sunday, I'm going to Rome. And in my mind, I thought she said, we're breaking up and I'm never coming back. Because I had a friend who went to Australia. She's still in Australia now. Mm. Like she just never came back. That was my image. Because I don't, I, none of my friends travel like that. My family didn't travel. It wasn't a thing. Philly. Yeah. Black folk. I, I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of the worldly Negro until I, until I started becoming one myself. You know, I mean, I just like you know, homies be like, yeah, I, I never really left downtown. Yeah. I just be out here. Yeah, yeah. Word, like so. the, the idea that people, well, this is awful, but the idea that someone is loving their block or street, they rep it. They'll fight you. They'll kill you over a street when there's a world. But so and they don't even own, you know, property on and shit. Right. But so she says she's going to Rome. Um, we're in the same major, same average same you know the same and on the paper it had rome australia london tokyo who this is your girlfriend or your friend uh this is my girlfriend. girlfriend so temple university philadelphia has the sister school out here mm. and to come out here is the same price like i didn't have to pay anything extra oh wow so i i applied mm. if they said no back to la yeah i had some Shout out to Rob Stoller. He's like my surrogate dad. Just a random teacher who took an interest in me. And he wrote this recommendation letter like, yo, this is my, he's like my son. And he has to go to Tokyo. Oh, mm. Shout out to him, man. And I got accepted. Nice. Oh, that's dope. But it's just random. But you weren't into like anime or like any of the like type yeah. of weeb type of shit. Like when I came out, it was a hundred of us. And they're all like, yeah, Naruto. And, and, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. Oh, Who? Okay. Yeah. So you're not into none of that? No. Word. I mean, I mean, I did try to watch Dragon Ball because it came on one time. And I was watching episode one, episode two, episode three. Then the big fight. Everyone's all big. Yeah. It was a Friday. Then on Monday, it jumped to some other episode, mm. which kind of. It probably started over. It was those days. I don't know. All I know you is know it, it is. Like, it wasn't you wait for that new episode and then they go Raditz. back. Three episodes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to wait fucking 16 weeks for shit to get back. Okay. Exactly. Word up. I have another question for you uh, that is loosely related to you uh, being here in, in Tokyo and making music. This is from uh, Jamal Black. Jamal Black says, what is it about hip hop scene and what is it about the hip hop scene in Japan that has kept you here trying to make music as opposed to going back to the U.S.? I don't think it's the hip hop scene in Japan because there, there wasn't. Uh, there isn't. That's my next question, by the way. When I came out here, 
the people that I saw, the events that I went to, they were still doing the kind of uh, 80s sounding hip hop. It, it, they weren't like when I see them now, like I see them in Shibuya freestyling and I met them. I meet different people who could like do the like they own it now. But back then it was a different type of hip hop. So maybe just me being a stupid guy, you know, I thought I was going to save the hip hop. I was going to bring it, mm. import it here, teach them how to do it. But they they figured it out. They didn't need me. Sure. Why? Uh, but I've been doing, if I go to London, if I go to Alaska, I'm always going to do hip hop. Like it's, it's not location based. It's just something, it's just something I do. Are you like a four element type of head and like hip hop culture or are you just like rapping and shit? I guess I, I didn't. I mean, do you come from that background where like the hip hop jam was people doing the performative art of hip hop? Whether it was writing graffiti, breakdancing, rapping, DJing, making beats, or whatever. I guess. Uh, I don't know. If, if there was a flower in the forest and no one no one took care of it. Yo, I like how Ryan Gaijin talks. Like, <laughs> it would just grow. It would grow in its own way. Mm -hmm. That was kind of me. No one really. Nobody was pushing hip hop on me. It was just something that I kind of stumbled into. So it wouldn't be until way after i met this dude who tried to tell me about the four elements kind of my mentor grandmaster iron fist oh okay so I, he, he taught me how to sample he's, he's a grandmaster and shit all yeah, right he he's like he taught me how to break or he tried and he would break it down but it wasn't he was older than me and he had some issues like we all do so i didn't see him as much i mean i guess i focused mostly on the vocal part freestyling then beat making i read up on all the history of it but didn't really resonate like that. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's a question from uh, the same cat, Jamal Black. He says, uh, do you think about hip-hop culture as a full culture with all the elements, or do you see yourself as a rapper and more focus on making that music only? I mean, I am a rapper. I mean, they're intertwined. I mean, I don't, I don't do the graffiti. I don't, like KRS-One type of thing. I don't do all that. Just Word. focus on the craft of rapping. Yeah. Okay. And you make beats now too? You do like uh, beat not. workshops or something like that? Was I hearing about that? Yes. Tell us a little bit more about that, Ryman Kaijin. So um, I have a, I got an addiction. I like to buy new beat machines. So I got the, for a machine, I got the one, the two, and the three. And I just bought me a live, MPC live. So I got a whole bunch of shit. I was thick. I was in my room like I can't play all these at the same damn time. It's like how can I do that? What if I kind of I could have a workshop and have other people play my beat machines and then kind of run the workshop because I have it. The first one was amazing. So many different people came out. Actually, a lot of girls, which I wasn't expecting. So a lot of girls, females came out. They weren't necessarily hip hop. They just wanted to make something. And when I taught them, you know, this is the kick sound, and they would like light up. Ooh. Wow, it's a good. That's cool. So yeah, yeah. Is it something that you're planning on doing more of? Is it an event where people can join in, or you just was like, "Yo, I've got this table and extension cords. Let's see what can get popping." I mean, I wish it was that way. Like, I live way out in uh, Ebina. Oh shit! So what is like that? Like the uh, Kehin Tohoku line? 
or Sotetsu. Uh, Honatsugi. Sotetsu. So that's like Yokohama and shit. Yeah. Oh, damn. So it's way out there. So on those that days. It is hella far out there, yeah. actually. So I bring all this shit, kind of all the way down here because more people would be mm-hmm. doing it here. I set up all these wires. Uh, and yeah, people. Okay. I, I want to do it once a month. I, I want to go. You should. That just sounds where fun, does, man. Where does, where does this happen? I mean, the, I was doing it in Shibuya. Yeah, in Shibuya. I did there three. And then I found this other place in Coke. I forget the name, but it's like where all the little live houses are. Like Koenji. Uh, yeah, yeah. Koenji. Yeah, so oh, I yeah. found this, like, it's a bar with a, a little live house set on the thing. Okay. Got a little projector. But I got to pay money for that. Like, uh, the other place wasn't so expensive, but this place had, you could play the music as loud as you want. Uh, it's like a proper Sounds place. Dope. Yeah. Sounds really dope. And I mean, I'm just I, w- I would like to kind of uncover a little bit more about what you're doing out here and what your interests are and shit. So like what I've heard is that you're notorious for just being able to freestyle for a very long time and do that. So where do you usually take this craft? Like, are you doing shows often? Are you just you said today that you were with band practice. So yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what is going on with that? So this guy, Ryan, he's the, the the de facto band leader. We did a show at your event. Uh, That was an avalanche of Ruby Room. Yeah. So I went on with my, I was using the live push one. I did my thing. And then his band came up and he also had the live push two. So I'm all up there like it's Christmas, like, wow, look at that. And then he played it. I never seen it played like an instrument. He's a, I'm a beat maker. He's a musician. So he played it like a, he played it differently from me. Mm-hmm. So I hit him up. Time passed. He hit me back up. And then we just made a band. Okay. What's the name of the band? On paper, Horizon. Horizon. But oh, it's called Butter Toast. Okay. <laughs> Honeys play you guys close like butter do toast. Okay. I'm the only guy that knows Biggie lyrics in here. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. we play around with that all the time, but we never. <laughs> I was just thinking, how, how do I Google this? How do I put Google? Shit. All right. Uh, uh, my bad. Uh, go ahead. But yeah. Um, uh. I don't know. Being in Japan, not speaking Japanese fluently. And being a guy who freestyles in English, it makes shows a little complicated. Sure. So a lot of the times, if there's foreigners in the room, I might say, yeah, nobody ex- understands me except you and you. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I say, they still go think that I'm good. or Right. Like, talk Catch to the motif if I use a bunch of non sequiturs and go wildly off tangent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it works better when they understand. Sure. Because then I could do more, like, give me some words and actually show... That I'm freestyling. Right. Oh, man, yeah. But I don't know. It, I don't know. It's just something I always did. Mm. It, mm-hmm. Okay. I've got to come check you out, man. I, I actually caught a little bit of uh, your performance at uh, Beat the Best, the G. Yamazawa joint. But I think I was just coming in right as the end of it. And I was like, oh, the guy with the camera was just doing something like a rap thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I missed most of it. But I've got to come check you out because I, I hear, I, I've only heard. Um, 
positive things about your ability uh, to rap. So yeah, definitely check that out, dude. Like, like no joke. I think um, this one, one of the babbles that we did over at um, Soul Food House, uh, one one time he came through. And you were walking around with like this notebook or something. You were just asking everyone in the room, just like write a random topic or something. And we're just like, and I, I, I already figured them. I know, oh, I, I see what you're doing. I told, all right, so I wrote the most random thing. I wrote like dinosaurs or something. But then everyone had their own thing. And then like, and he didn't, he didn't look at, he didn't look at the notes at all. So like he was just like, write it down, but don't tell me, you know, like you know. So then like by the time his set comes, um, he asked me to you know hold up, like you know hold up the notebook and just like you know go through the pages whatnot so he's seen the words for the first time as he's freestyling and he murdered it it was it was What's freaking up, phenomenal for sure can people find like video footage of this? this is your instagram too like where do where do people get to bask in your excellence man like pat yourself on the back and let us know they don't damn <laughs> nah i, I don't, i'm i'm like the typical artist they don't want to promote their own stuff. Well, I, mean, I guess there's two types of artists. Yeah. I'm not a self-promoter. Yeah. But I figured out ways to do it, you know, in my videos or what have you. But if you Google Rhyming Gaijin, they all pop up. Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook. Okay. But the main one is the Instagram because that's what I'm doing so and, and you don't have an album or anything like you don't have albums or like not a SoundCloud or a Bandcamp where people where you put together projects are you what I'm asking is like are, are you composing music or are you just like rocking with your ability to freestyle I mean I got 10 albums shit like tell us where to start like I I, I would like all to right. check it out I haven't iTunes. heard any of your music if you go iTunes? to iTunes actually it's on all digital stores so they're all there it's on it was on Bank. I guess there's some on Bandcamp. There's at least three on Spotify, I know. Okay. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're there. This is what I need to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Word. Okay. Yeah. Should Do you have a title of one of the albums that we should start at? A piece of work that you're like, yo, check this. This captures right. my so majestic each, nature. Each album it shows a different phase. So the first one, um, um, this is when I started making this shirt. I'm rhyming. So I made this shirt for that album. And it's like a lot of, I just came to Japan. A lot of, I'm a new foreigner, my first experiences. So I talk about the trains being packed and mm. just that shit. The second album was uh, Welcome to J-Land. That's me being here a couple years, talking about school and just just random shit. It's pretty polished. Yeah. The last album, SMF, was kind of like my trilogy. If it was Dark Knight, it was the third one. Okay. So it starts Your back off, gets broken? Yeah. Damn. Like it, it was that kind of album. Okay. Yeah. SMF. Does it say, is it an acronym for something that, or is it a secret? Are we supposed to uncover it ourselves? So I wanted, if you listen, oh, it's called Stupid Motherfuckers. Hey. Uh, that, that was the title, but then I, 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 I changed it to Sexy, Mature, Fun. I like Stupid Motherfuckers I though, like but okay. Well, yeah. Okay. That's dope, man. I guess what I wanted from people is I want everyone to be able to do something. I don't want to be on a pedestal. Mm. So I never put myself there. I, I Anything I talked about or made, I believe in it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't. But I... Like, I don't... I broke the Guinness record. 
I only bring it up because what Guinness record? The longest freestyle. You beat Merce? He's after me. Oh shit! So there's a long line of us, starting with Supernat, but he didn't do it officially. Mm-hmm. So he'd been basically. Merce kind of cheated too. Merce well, did a lot of karaoke and shit. You can write your own rules. Okay. I didn't know that, so I approached him like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." And the guy before me, it was like, you know, I just followed what he did. So there's, uh, you have to rap. You get five seconds to stop, pause. It has to be freestyle. Da da da. Merce, his was, you get a five minute break in between, and you could re- recite anybody. Yeah, he was doing a lot of karaoke. In fact, Super Nat was like, "Yo, fuck that shit." I gave Merce the idea to do it, and then he did it, and he did it trash. Yeah. So but, word. But it's again, he. You had a choice. Like if right. Super Nat would have officially done it, he would have the official record. Uh huh. But yeah. he he chose not to. Right. Like, and that to be to be fair, if anybody's going to have this the fucking world record for free sound, it probably should be Super Nat. He's just a yeah, legend yeah, yeah. when it comes to that. You know what I mean? So you're you're actually, I, I don't understand the ranking. So well, where where are you on the list right now? He just he did it before Mercy. Okay. Like. Okay. And you did it for 24 hours or less than 24? So the dude before me was eight hours. So I just need to hit nine. I got up to 12. I stopped because my camera stopped. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, who thought of that? 12 hours and it's just going to stop. But who really records for 12 hours? Right. So it stopped. So I officially stopped. Did it just cut off mid-bar? It started blinking. Uh, So you're like... You're like, my camera's blinking. I'm on 12 <laughs> hours. What am I thinking? Ah! And then it just cuts out. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's really dope, dude. Shit. That is good, good dope. I mean, fuck that camera, but you know what I mean? I feel like that adds credence to what I was saying. Like, these are things people who just rap or make rap music don't really do. Hell no. You know what I mean? They don't walk around the bar and like, hey, man, fill out these pages. I'm going to have my man hold him up. He's going to yeah. drop the page nope. one by one. Nope. Like these are like aspects of being uh, an entertainer mm-hmm. that the the not average, but I guess somebody who, you know, is has only thought about, you know, putting out records right. doesn't necessarily do. Well, you you're you're a craftsman when it comes to to freestyling. I've seen quite a few people take that approach. Um, uh, not so much the Notebook, but like, are you guys familiar with Astronautilus? Like his shows, he would just have people yell out things, and he just keep on freestyling. Yeah, yeah. And his ability to craft like quality raps off of it is just you know second to none. Well, I mean, and so I appreciate the the craftsmanship of it. On top of the vlogging, on top of the throwing your own event that you know isn't just an open mic it's like trying to build this uh community or this sense of oh i can be a part of this if i want to kind of thing like you're not just like if we were just like yo here's the mc rhyming gaijin like that's really selling you short I feel yeah like, like far beyond that yeah, yeah. man I, what else do we need to know because i was getting ready to take a commercial break before you said you were in the fucking guinness book for wrapping your ass off for 12 hours what are we missing man Tell us, tell us more. Is there anything else that you think that people want to know about you? I think. I think a lot of people appreciate your your craftsmanship, and people want to hear about it. And we do have people that listen to this podcast, so uh, I, I would like them to have the opportunity to hear a little bit more about your story. That you're not just narrating, you know, in in through your raps and 
day-to-day vlogging or whatever is the proper term for it oh, it's a how about yeah like how about like like what's because i know um for like most most artists you know we we, we write or we rap off of something that that uh, we're passionate about right so like my one question i have just then like what is like a passion that you draw your your inspiration like your your fire from like what pushes you to be like hey man i need to write about this or i'm feeling this way like you know how do you what like what kind of channels do you like you know like do you channel into to create your art i found that talking to people like i can give you i can stay in the house all day make beats mm-hmm. read my books but i find when i talk when i interact with people it it some of the best songs i made were from the conversation with that person mm-hmm. I guess where I'm at right now is uh, like last year I read 24 books, just random, random books. Yeah. And they're kind of melting together. Mm. I'm trying to pull from them. So I don't have things perfectly planned to answer anyone. Mm-hmm. Plus it's my nature. But at one point, cause like right now when I wake up in the morning, there's a rhyme there. Like I wake up with, some lyrics ready to be put on paper which i think this uh 365 challenge it's doing something to me like it's changing the way i approach the whole because before i would just have a moment like uh right when school ends teachers who teach yeah i would write then and then the album would come out in april around my birthday but i usually moved it to may because i didn't want to have people buy it because it's my birthday yeah 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 or after christmas but now this challenge, I could write a rap. Like literally, I come home, I get home around 11 o'clock and I got that one little hour and I'm able to craft a little rap. I go out into the cold and I spit it to my dubs and I upload it, put my thing. Like this is something new to me. Yeah. I could freestyle it, but the rule is I must write it. It has to be something I put down on it. So I'm thinking after a year of this, I should be able to combine the two. Huh. Cause it almost seems they're two different sides of my brain like they just but i don't know, I, I don't know. yeah so like so like it sounds like like the nature of the creation itself is what intrigues you so yeah. like yeah, yeah so just like it's just like to me just like that's like a very for me it was a hyper intellectual kind of approach to it which is where i was or i still am as, as well just like you know just having fun making those like maybe the word schemes are like a puzzle just like how can i make this rhyme fit with this slant or how could i make this idea how can i bring up this this subject without pissing someone off and making them laugh like those kind of things to me is it's like just you know internally intriguing maybe that's your where some of your passion lies i think same with me brother man that's that's really nice to hear why are you recording outside Unfortunately, I don't have a beautiful indoor space like this. So what, at nighttime, I hear my neighbor coughing. Like one mm. of those. <clears throat> now, when I have my friends over at night, he just got to deal with that. But if I'm recording, it's it's kind of rude. I, I've been here long enough where I do feel. Right. Kind of. Certain things are faux pas and you don't want to contribute to that. I feel you. But other shit, you know. So I go outside because I want. Like, I can do, like, a kind of this volume rap. No energy, but, you know. But if I really want to, I yeah. need to go outside. Yeah. And since I'm doing these every day, going to a studio is not feasible. Yeah. I mean, I could, but, you know, just. And it works. Finally, uh, I use an iRig. 
plugs right into the iPhone. So it's it sounds like I'm out. It sounds like I'm in a studio. Yeah. And when the music's playing, you'd really need to listen to hear that car going by. Sure. So like you're usually out out in like in like an open space like a park or something like that? I I walk until I get cold. So just I live by the river. I live way out. It's like Inaka-ish. Right. Countryside. I just walk until there's not so many houses. Or I stand on the bridge. Last night I was on this bridge. Just walking up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks ago I was standing in this like parking lot. Just shouting to myself. But yeah. When it gets warmer I plan to like. So I. When it gets warmer, I'm going to climb Mount Fuji again, rap mm. on top of that. Mm. I'm going to go out to Disney, do some 360 raps. I'm thinking of interesting places to do these. Because the written's, I just post a picture, but I actually want to do the video with it. Yeah, especially with your uh, drone equipment, right? Because you, like, you, like, yeah. you have to like just use some aerial shots, you know, like three, 360. Are you droning? Yeah, he's... Yes, sir. Get some dope-ass shots with those. You could record one here, man. 360 in the studio. Ooh, that'd be dope. Word up. Well, shit, man. Like, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and take a commercial break. Episode 65 with Ryan and Gaijin. I got a few questions. Um, We'll not take a commercial break. (coughs) Uh, Going back to your family, you said you're Jamaican? Yes. What's your family breakdown? Are you the oldest? The youngest. The youngest. Okay. How many siblings are we talking about? So I have an older brother, older, an older, older brother, older sister, and then two sisters in England. Okay. Where is anybody else um, as musically inclined as you are? I would say I'm the only one. I guess it's because I was born in America, land of the opportunity, mm-hmm. uh. where they just came from Jamaica. Okay. So I have. So like, it's a. And I hate to say this word. Like your family immigrated to America. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do do you think that had an effect on like your family? Like what music were they playing? Like when you were growing up. They didn't play music. Like think of typical, stereotypical, Jamaican people. So my parents worked that night. They had like two jobs each. Well, they just had one hard-ass mm. factory job. Mm. I mean, there was music on Christmas, but we weren't. And then religious stuff would be on the radio. And then I guess your father's belief was like hip hop. There's nothing positive about hip hop, so he didn't want it in the house, or. Well, he. Like, now I love my family, and it could have been different, but. I had my studio in the attic. I had my little little speakers, nice little bassy things. You could hear the bass in the kitchen. So my dad was right underneath me. Mm. He never stopped me from making noise, as he would call it. And my mom never complained. No one like they just let me be. So no one really he's in the house, he's not doing anything. But like one time, I guess we didn't we weren't a music family so i just kind of found the things i stumbled onto it trial and error reading books so one time my dad came home and he's like you know you should be out there with your little van 
doing black parties or some shit. And I got so angry because, you know, Jackson's and the family's supposed to, like Usher's mom moved him to Atlanta. Mm. He wasn't moving himself. Mm. So I was just like angry and I, that was the biggest fight we ever had. Like it was just, he was going to kill me. Because mm. although I don't talk, I have a way with my words. Mm. Just get to the point. But um, there was really, my dad never seen me perform until I came back from Japan and I was showing one of my sh- things I did. Like, hey, check this out. And he's like, who is that guy? <laughs> I said, that's me. Because <laughs> he's never seen me. He sees what you're seeing. Right. But he's never seen like people actually like. He'd never seen you with the costume on, the, the mask on. Yeah. So that was funny. But now, like, I've been out here long enough where now people could stream shit so they show him what I'm doing and he mm. sees it. And, but seven years, he's just like, what are you doing? Because mm. other people, you can see he has a family, has a car. He's like doing stuff. I'm out here. And that's kind of the rhyming gaijin doesn't mean much to people who don't want to come to Japan. Watch YouTube. So it's hard to push that when I'm back home. Yeah. yeah, you know, I do this thing on YouTube. I make about... They're like, what's a gaijin? Yeah. So I'm trying to move out the gaijin part. Just keep rhyming. That's more international. But Should yeah. we just call you rhyming on yeah. this podcast episode? I mean, call I, mean me. I, I mean, I thought you were saying casually just, yeah, just call me rhyming as my name. But like, is this your like new, new performance name? Just rhyming. When I performed at your event, remember I was like, call me Matthew? Yeah, yeah I remember. Mm. Like I killed, I, I was going to kill the name. But then it is who I am and I got all this shit that has it on yeah, it. Yeah, that's a dope sweater, man. And I don't, know, it's, I don't know. We'll discuss it. How are we going to put it out? <laughs> Word, man. Okay. Matthew. Matthew. So who, was it your grandmaster that was the person who introduced you to music i mean uh, i did piano in elementary played the trumpet i I didn't understand i didn't understand the connection so this old lady got me playing these stupid ass scales i didn't hear music it's just a scale if she would have busted out some beethoven i would have i would have been scott scott storch by now Mm. but i couldn't see the connection then I took the theory class. I didn't understand the intervals. It just, but music was always there. Like I, I got tapes. Now they're digitized, but it's me with a, a kind of radio clock radio speaker where I'm just banging on the thing using my niece's xylophone, little play one. So I've always made beats, and I've always been rapping. I just never had anyone to kind of. Help cultivate those talents. Put it all like together a, for you. Yeah. So I kind of grew in this weird. Eventually, I would meet producers. Uh, Dave from the states. He was like one of my mentors. He never understood what I was doing, but he couldn't stop me. Like I, I got the first Mac, and this was back when computers were too slow. So you needed two PCs. Yeah. One for this and one for that. Where? And I'm like, dude, I got a Mac. It could do both of them. Like, no, it can't. I'm like, yes, it can. He has an MPC. I bought a Roland Groovebox because I didn't like the color of the MPC back then. He's like, that's an electronic beat machine. Like, no, you could do anything with. So through me, he learned about the possibility of stuff. And through him, kind of grounded me, kind of taught me how to mix down and shit. But it's just been that way. 
So when I met Grandmaster Iron Fist, which I hated calling him Grandmaster that. Iron Fist. Yo, sorry to interrupt. Have you ever thought about making a manga about this? Hmm. I mean, uh, I thought of doing a um, an audiobook. Mm. I thought of doing because I, I want to write a book about myself, but I, I don't want to write a book about myself. So yeah. how can I get around that? So tell a story. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Sorry, sorry to disrupt your train of thought. But Grandmaster Iron Fist. Yeah. So my brother, he's seven years older than me. So he kind of he brought me to the barber shop. He's like, "Yo, my brother, he's the best rapper." And it was just weird because I'm not that kind of guy. And all these dudes are watching me. And I did my thing and they gave me daps. It helped. But it was just, it's not my scene. Whatever. Were you freestyling or you had yeah. some written? Well, I thought everyone could freestyle. I just thought it was a de facto thing. What I'm doing, anyone can do. Mm. It used to be like that. Well, I've never seen we, it. Uh, well, I, like when I was growing up, like if you were a rapper, like you had freestyle and you had to have that ability. It was it was connected to your ability to write raps. Like, all right, he can write some raps, but he's not really a dope MC unless he can freestyle. Yeah, I mean, when I came, like I was a uh, in a battle. Eight Mile came out to so my school. Maybe all the schools started doing these battles. I remember that. So I get up on there, and this dude he beats me because. I was just cursed. I was. We did the coin flip. I go first. My mic is not loud enough. I'm not shouting. No one can hear me. Mm. He comes up. He does his thing. Da da da. I lose. Then like a couple of months later, I see him at another battle. He said the same rap because I studied the video. <laughs> and then I'm like, this we watched the tapes. Yeah. And it's like, but it is what it is. And uh, but yeah. So Grandmaster, my brother introduced me to him. Because he was doing this thing, like a college thing. They had a college radio. And he just kind of made it more real. I gave him 200 bucks. Like, I believed in the guy. He's like, if everyone gives 200 bucks, we can build this thing and press out CDs. And I gave it to him willingly. It didn't work out because it, you know, that's how shit goes down. But he just kind of, like, he told me, you know your hip-hop when you bop. Hmm. Like, when you don't care who's watching you, you just... Uh, and I so on the train when I see Japanese people bopping alright or see them doing steps on the train or they're there like you, you cut out you don't see those people so he taught me that and he disappeared hope he's okay he's probably in some Shaolin temple there's a grandmaster DJing for uh, monks doing push ups off their fingertips <laughs> he's RZA's like Executive producer or some shit. Right. RZA climbs like a thousand steps with like a special flower to give him to get advice on the next track. He doesn't open his eyes. His palm is already open. RZA's been trying to snatch a fucking uh, peanut out of his hand for decades and shit. Grandmaster High and Fist. It's the RZA. Break now? Break this. That means this is the time for the break. This is MC Buddha from Beat the Best Tokyo. Check out Beat the Best Tokyo for beat battles. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show, episode number 65. We are here with the amazingly talented and infamous Ryman Gaijin, as well as Shad AD. 
And, uh, you know, me and Late just dropping this episode again. Hope you guys are enjoying everything. Make sure you go to all the listening places, like, reshare, do your thing, tell people about us, especially if you're in Tokyo. We've got, at the end of the podcast, we're going to be telling you the weather forecast of upcoming shows that are going down here. So pay attention to that. Right now, we are going... Oh. Right now, we're going to go into the weather report, which is where we share a song and we talk about it to either uh, promote the artist and show some of their work or even to spark a conversation. So uh, uh, Late's not going to have one this time, but the, the, the rest of us do. And then after that, we are going to do the unchanging, our questions that we ask every guest, uh, quite a few. I think there's like five questions that we always ask every guest. And we're also doing a new segment called Tidying Up with Mega and Late, which was sparked on our episode with... Uh, Maya Hatch and MC Buddha regarding uh, Marie Kondo's new approach to cleaning up your house and shit. Your yeah. life. Yeah, clean up your life. So we've got that, and uh, we're still working out the kinks. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but Late's laid the foundation, and that should be really fun. Uh, right now, we'll go into your track, yeah? Let's yeah, do yeah. It. All right, so what do, what do we got? Let me make sure we're all keyed up here. Well, like, yeah, instead of, instead of putting on, like, another one of my joints, I was, um, this is one song that I that's been in my head for a minute by um, Isaiah Rashad. Shout oh. out to Isaiah Rashad. Super, super dope. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I can just play right now? No? Oh, yeah, let it come down on it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. I like Isaiah Rashad, man. He always makes really dope production choices. I like his vibe and aesthetic that he's got. Yeah. On top of just his 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 mic presence and talent. For this sure. Off of the Sun's tirade. This is off. Um, what's it? Uh, I can't pronounce it. Sylvia Sil- 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 demo. demo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is now everybody telling me a lie. Amazing project. Yeah, this is dope. Yeah, just like I really dig. What's it the name of this joint? This is um Heavenly Father. Okay. I'm I'm familiar with it, but for some reason I can't remember the names on this. Only only song I remember from this is uh No, there's the Posse Cut. With J Rock that's dope and also um West Savannah. Mm-hmm. I mean the whole tape is dope. Yeah, yeah I can't remember it. I couldn't name songs for you. Mm-hmm. This was Heavenly Father. Yeah, this is a jam. So why'd you pick this one? I picked this one because it's like you know when I was thinking because I'm still still on my own I'm a solo project I like to I'm, I'm the type I like to listen to other artists whatever and I just take and pick just like oh man I'm feeling that vibe or something like that right. um, but yeah for this it's like it was interesting to me because it's like the vibe is so chill it's so like it's really nice like I'm sonically pleasing but mm-hmm. listening to what he's saying he's talking about some like real shit so just yeah. like that's what I'm trying to do for my craft just like how do you stay true to your craft as a lyricist but still have that pleasing sonic production mm-hmm. to where you know you can just yeah. pull anyone into your vibe you know what i mean so the, this this song's like a perfect example of that just i just he's talking about some heavy shit but i'm i just can't help but just dance to this shit I'm like mm, you know what i mean yeah man he's um he's he's uh one of my favorites uh with tde actually i i i i I rake his two albums, Sylvia Demo and The Sun's Tirade. Like those are some of my favorite product projects that have come out in the last several years. I I would probably say I prefer him over Schoolboy, mm-hmm. uh, Absol, mm-hmm. and J Rock. He might be my second mm-hmm. favorite with TDE. And I know that he was having a lot of issues, um, personal issues. Uh, I think he had some type of drug addiction yeah. or some type of things that were uh, preventing him from continuing to make his artwork the way he wanted to. But hopefully he gets it together because. 
you know, it would be really dope to uh, hear some new work from him. I, I was feeling kind of like they got that new cat reason to kind of fill his slot in, mm. in the crew mm. because they have kind of a similar approach. You know, younger, younger cats who make um, not like uh it's not pop sensible like that but it is like uh accessible to a lot of people but still has kind of a uh kind of like a, a strong hip-hop vibe instead of like a pop rap vibe yeah, yeah. and uh yeah man hopefully he gets it together because he is just tremendously talented and dope and i'm i'm rocking with him 100 percent. yeah man i hope so as well mm. when did this come out like 2016 15 16 maybe yeah, maybe something like that. Cause Sunside Raid came out in 2017. Yeah, yeah so maybe a year before. Maybe. maybe. Okay. Sunside Raid is a good project too, man. It's got some really dope joints on it. Yeah, I think I like this one a little bit more, but I was surprised by how much I did like Sunside Raid. Yeah. It, it mm. kind of, it was a sleeper for me. Like, it, like I would be like, oh yeah, I actually do like this track a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah, that one, that one grew on me, but this one caught my attention immediately. I was like, yo, this kid is great. That so. single's fucking crazy. Or the, the lead song off of this mm. that uh, shot you down. Yeah. That's the joint I'm talking about. They had the posse cut with like yeah, the remix J-Rock. Yeah, with Schoolboy yeah. and J Rock. Yeah, that. I mean they that they can't even crazy. fuck with him on that song. Yeah, because like, it's just so. He has this. He really reminds me of uh, mid mid to modern outcast, where it's like right. southern, but. It's its own kind of flavor to it. Yeah, it's got like social, soulful sensibilities. It seems wise, but yet also youthful and exuberant. Mm. Yeah, I really, I really, I really like Isaiah Rashad quite, quite a bit. Fucks with it. Nah, like, uh, is it, is it done? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say about it? Have, do you, you fuck with Isaiah Rashad, Robin Gaijin? I never heard him. Okay, those projects are good. Like this joint is is fucking great too, man. Yeah. He's got a lot of joints like uh, the West, the West Savannah track. He samples that uh, singing cat, uh, Iman Omari. You guys familiar with him? Like he made this track and then Isaiah flips a sample from it for West Savannah. And it's just fucking just as good. So. Yeah. yeah, like like I just threw on another one. Or no, that is. Yeah. Silence, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Kendrick on it, yeah. 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 Oh, this is the joint where. Uh, how many hoes do you fuck a day? How many? Yo, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that Kendrick yeah, verse yeah, on yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is actually really brilliant. I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ryman, uh, you say you're keeping up, but not necessarily following like a lot of the modern things. I guess um, I follow, I find most people through hip hop dx okay so if they appear there i mean they're just taken from every other one right that's that's modern uh hip-hop journalistic media right now they kind of just all recycle the same pieces yeah but hip-hop dx is great merce does uh his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his show he took over from uh justin justin hunt yeah so i i read up on them there okay but other than that, I'm just like in my iPhone. There's my music. There's instrumentals, like industry instrumentals, ones that I made. Audiobooks. Mm. So you don't have like a favorite album that came out last year? Wait a second. 
Depending on the way I feel, I might kill everybody around me. Might heal everybody around me. How the wind blow over your window. Let the debris in, never let me in. Night kick back with kick though. Maybe if I could live, honey, yeah, that'd be real. Pay me if I'ma be rhyming these, I'ma them. Crazy, my other show went to my mama them. My daddy said a Mercedes and honey him. But now I ain't got one. I'm riding shotgun with a three-piece chicken dinner and shotgun. I bring you weekend. Yeah, I like um, I like his rhyme scheme on this joint. I believe in Kool-Aid and Godson. Do you believe that black man is our son? I made enough residuals to hide some. I gave enough when niggas know I devise some. I told Sam the best. brilliant how he just like, he just effortlessly like shifts in gears. What is he saying? Depending how the way I feel, I might kill yeah, everybody yeah, around yeah. me. Might kill everyone around me. Yeah, how he's the wind dope. blow. I was like, yeah. oh. Open the wind. Yeah, man, he's dope. Yeah, this is one of my favorite rhyme schemes that Kendrick uses. Yeah. Just discovered Kendrick right when um, he did the the battle, like he was a featured oh, on. Oh, uh, the Big Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not Big. Is oh, it yeah, a Big yeah, Sean? Big Sean. You mean uh, Control? Control. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, who is this guy yeah. that everyone's? Because it was on the thing. That was a moment in hip hop history over the last decade, man. That was a big mm -hmm. moment. It caught everybody's attention. It was like, hold on a second. He's saying he the best. Saying yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the heat of king of New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm rocking with Kendrick. He's he's definitely my favorite uh, contemporary mainstream artist, and I think that he's one of the few artists that can really be put into um, a greatest of all time conversation with the more traditional objective top five which yeah. would include like you know your Rakim yeah. your Jay-Z Nas yeah. Biggie Pac I think he can fit in there and I think his first four album run is just as strong as any other artist if yeah. not better so yeah. a really really talented person who is youthful but has like a wisdom about him and manages to straddle pop sensibilities while still making abstract progressive music as well as just you know west coast type of bangers he, he really is a complete artist for me and uh, i rock with kendrick very heavily yeah same here for sure yeah. you should check out some of his work man like uh he's got some art you know what i mean some really strong projects to pimp a butterfly to me is uh probably the greatest album of the last 10 last 10 years i would say i place it uh, i think you could you could put that up against any piece of work that came out and mm -hmm. just it's just brilliant it captures so many aspects of hip-hop culture from like the jazz um free freewheeling style that he uses it's a harken back to freestyle fellowship mm -hmm. much of that is a harken back to slick rick which mm -hmm. is a harken back to uh snoop dogg and just mm -hmm. there's just so much on that when mm -hmm. you got when you got george clinton on a track with fucking thundercat mm -hmm. it just seems like somebody is thinking about the craftsmanship and and how to put something together it's just brilliant yeah because like that album like you wouldn't really hear that album so much in like in a club setting or nothing like that no. but just like that okay Lucini, this is no let's uh let's go into the next one then. yeah 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 but but word yeah kendrick for sure i mean who doesn't like Lucini? we could probably let that rock too did isaiah rashad <laughs> go over that uh, I played two Isaiah tracks. And oh, is that just a that was just different that song? was really Lucini? That was Camp Low? No, like yeah, this is Camp Low now. Okay. Okay. I was just yeah. trying to like. No, no, that's cool. I want to hear Isaiah over there. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing. You know, this is what. Let's bug you in, uh, Ramen Guy, and see what we can do here. Word. Whenever you're ready. Oh, we actually just talked about this track last week. We have them on the podcast. Whenever you're ready. Oh, nice. Oh, is this the one? Yeah. Hell yeah. This is this is. The I woke. 
I, I literally woke up singing this song this morning. Yeah? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Unme. Yo. Shout yeah. out to the gods, the bridge. <laughs> Shout out to Maya. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, um, that last, that was dope. we had them on uh, last episode, you know, MC Buddha. In my hatch, this is their new project, their collaborative project together. Unme, the sky told me. Buddha's really dope, man, but Maya kills this shit mm-hmm. with with the singing and the fucking verse. Mm-hmm. He kills that shit. I mean, they they both super dope, but you know, yeah, like Maya, I mean, seeing a singer yeah. rap well, something about that is kind of like word. You know I what I mean? Yeah, I'm rocking. I saw with that a video 100%. of well, what what made you choose this song, Ryan? I mean, everything you mentioned. But just like I like couples, mm. and I don't know. I mean, the only other couple I know is Dave and Latanya. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. back in the day, they used to perform more. Oh really? Yeah. She, she just he'd be doing his thing, and then she'd come out of nowhere, killing it with the singing. Yeah. It's just mm. I've been out here 11 years. I've never met anyone to compliment what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I see people. So, I mean, it's rare. It's very rare, yeah. especially yeah. to work well and yeah. to continue to go on. Right. Like even in more popular, you know, mainstream wise, I can't think of many couples that yeah. work together really well. You know, yeah. like like I mean, Jay Z is at the the you know at the highest tier of what he does, and Beyonce is as well. But I don't think that they always complement each other well. Not and I don't like I don't like always yeah. like their stuff. But mm. but Buddha and um, Maya. They kill it on everything I've heard them do. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's another couple? I mean, there's or Jean Grey and, and Quelle Chris. Chris. But, yeah, they're married. But like, but but like I said, she like ain't they, singing, but that's yeah. kind of new. Yeah. Also, you know. Remy? Oh, uh, Remy and Papoot. But they don't mix. No. And I would say Remy's much nicer than Papoot. I, I prefer <laughs> Remy over Papoot. <laughs> Shout out to Papoot, though. So, I mean, like, you know, people like that. Go ahead. Yeah, no slap. Nah, yeah, yeah, no yeah. diss, but a little bit of a diss. Yeah. I'm waiting for that Kanye Kardashian joint. It not at not all. <laughs> not at all. It would be dope. You think so? I mean, it... I like that Ray J Kim Kardashian joint. That was pretty tight. No. He's gonna call, <laughs> he's gonna call you up. He's gonna hit you up. Yeah. Ray J gonna no, call would, into the podcast. And I would like, love Yo. to talk to Kanye about. Yeah. I wish Kanye would give me his ear for a little bit. No, I was gonna say there's a video of Yo MTV raps. And Mary J. Blige, I think it's what's the 411 remix. And, you know, she's like rhyming with Grand Poobah. And I don't know who wrote it, but she sounds dope. Like, just like kicking a couple bars. Word. Hey, yeah. yo, speaking uh, earlier, we were talking about Umbrella Academy. She's in that shit. Mary? Yeah, Mary is in that. She like the headmaster or something? I, I don't know who she plays. I just saw her in the trailer. I was like, that is fucking Mary J. Blige. And she's only in it for like one second, but it looks like she's about to hurt somebody. So I'm hoping it's something dope. Shout out to Mary J. Blige. Cool. Work. Um, do you work with many women? Uh, I guess no. I mean... Well, I guess the better question is, how many active creative women are you aware of out here? I mean, I know the ones that are, that they've been here as long as I've been here. Like, go to the same circles, I perform, they perform, kind of know. The newer ones, younger people who just came out, I don't know them, know them like that. I mean, like, 
as much as hip hop communities or the circles, subgenres, whatever, are segregated out here, like there's really a lack of participation from or inclusion of women, especially outside of dance, like, and I guess DJing. Mm. Like you don't see a lot of mm. women, even singers. Like I know a couple of our, you know, gaijin foreigner homies who are doing stuff, but uh, I don't run into a lot of, you know, R&B Japanese singers. Uh, well, yeah. I, I think, in my opinion, it's a different, uh, a different. Um, they're in a different space. Like live house spaces, like buy my ticket and watch me perform with my unit. Yeah. Versus come out to some event. Cause they're here. Like even like I met a woman, a nice woman, but her she has an interesting voice. And she has a place to perform. So she's here now. She's I think it, it and what I've noticed, I've been here. There's so many artists and they are performing. We just don't know where they are. Like tonight, mm, I'm yeah. gonna hit up. Well, she invited me. She's a. She just came from China. She beat. Well, she raps. She makes her own beats. She sings. Mm. Let's which, get her on the podcast. Yeah, she would. Mm. Like she said when I met her, she's like, I'm looking for places to perform. I'm looking for beat makers. I'm Word. looking. She's oh, been man. out here for maybe a year and a half at school. Word. Pass us her information or link us yeah, together with her. I would love to, you know, we support everybody that's making dope art. Hell yeah. I, I've come across a lot of performers, um, uh, a lot of uh, women performers that work and operate in largely male spaces. But um, when it comes to, to like rapping, it's it's kind of a rare thing that I see mm -hmm. uh, women MCs out here really, you know, honing the craft and really trying to be out there and rap. Usually mm. they're more adjacent to other uh, genres of music and expression. So, mm. yeah, I don't want to limit it just rappers, but like beat makers, uh, beatboxers. Yeah. I mean, even actual B girls. Like a lot of girls dance, but they don't. They're not like breaking like that. Word. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even my my wife my wife is uh, I guess uh, you know I call her B girl for the rest of her life, but she doesn't really break anymore. But that's how I met her. Um, you know, she says that like a lot of the girls out here are just into like either they're infatuated by guys in the scene and and that look, and so they pursue it for that, mm -hmm. or you know they they just they break dance just because they think it looks cool and they're not yeah. really participating with crews and stuff like yeah, that yeah, so yeah. much as they are just kind of doing a hip-hop that's why you know yeah, yeah. But that's why like when i think about japanese artists and that kind of realm of hip-hop soul r&b whatever just like i've always seen if it's in a japanese space it's like most of the time it's like they're comfortable within that that element that circle but mm. like the few times i like, was it just just a few weeks ago and i'm collaborating collaborating with now i've met two japanese ladies one's a female mc one's an rb singer asuka and nami she shout out to those two they're fucking dope I'm not sure if you've met them. They they've been doing it for a while, right? They've actually they were originally part of this all female group, um, and then they broke apart. Now they're trying to do their own thing, and I'm working with them now. But just but I happened to see them only because they were at a Ruby Room open mic, which is not not a typical all Japanese kind of event. They were trying to 
go outside so they were out of their element so they were just like i don't know what to do blah 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 they saw me perform and then they reached out and then we started connecting but that's the only time i would see a japanese because i know plenty of japanese mcs but it's just like i invite them all the time. just hey dude let's go let's go check out my homie's party come to my party they would never ever 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 uh, like mm. ever come but i would go over there and i'm surrounded by all these amazing mcs i don't know what the fuck they're saying but i can tell by their case like i can tell just like all right you're you're speaking your truth. I can tell you're you're real. So okay, I respect that. I respect that. But just like try to ask him, just say, hey dude, uh, why don't you come with me, and my homies? They won't they won't leave mm. their home. It's just weird. Mm. It's just weird. Artists are a weird group of folks, man. Artists are weird as hell. Yeah. So word up. But I mean, it makes sense though. Japan, the otaku culture. Japan goes so deep down in into what they do. And it's like, like if you were into dressing up like little Bo Peep, yeah, there is a crew and a clique and a space for you to do that, yeah, and you don't need to expand it, mm. and right, there's no need to, like for me, I went out all the way to Tachikawa because I found they make beats out there. Yeah, I'm willing to take that trip. I'll go to o- Okinawa if yeah. I knew there was something popping. Yeah, but in Japan, it doesn't seem it's much closer yeah we're like i'm surprised there's no japan wide something yeah that that is one of the things that we've noticed about it just doing the podcast like while there are scenes and 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 thriving scenes a lot of times they don't really step outside of any of that space to include more people or to build with people that are doing similar things if you dress like uh you know a doll you're going to go to your one doll shop to buy your clothes and Uh you're going to meet up with your one set of doll friends in wherever it is. And if you find out other people are doing that, you're going to be like, okay, they do that over there. I know they do that over there, but this is our little doll hangout spot. Very strange. Very interesting. It's one of the things that makes uh, Tokyo so awesome and another, and, and also a thing that makes it a bit strange that mm. it, there doesn't seem to really be any type of intention for there to be a centralized kind of hub for anything like that. I, I never participated, but back in the day, Yoyogi Park was the... Mm. And that closed down. Yeah, man. But it was the mecca. For all of that. Yeah. It, Music, it, fashion. Like the whole subcultures right yeah, and exactly. now it's all uniqlo like these these very kind of typical spots that pop up everywhere that mm-hmm. people can easily grab access to but the subculture is gone like we've heard it from countless countless ogs right that are like yo there used to be fucking b-boy jams like b-boy park in yoyogi like that was like a real thing that everybody would come out to that was a part of the community Mm. and even that nowadays is much smaller in comparison than what it used to be Mm. there used to be major artists used to go out there who was it that was telling us that like crush was out there quiet storm dj quiet storm shout Mm. out to the god he was just hipping us to so much deep culture on how japan or tokyo in general um just used to be a little bit more connected raw kind of yeah like there was a fresh vibrancy there that is kind of not as you know ubiquitous yeah as, as it is you know all right word yeah. should i go into my my musical share here let me do it do it all right so let me go ahead and start us off by prefacing that um i'm going to play uh music from one of the weirder mcs in the hip-hop spectrum one that is kind of left he is 
probably my second favorite MC of all time. Uh, I appreciate his styles and shit. But the reason that I'm sharing this track is because this is just um, a live recording of him freestyling over some jazz beat or potentially a jazz band. And the reason that I wanted to play this is because this is kind of the era that I come from. I come from an era where um, especially on the West Coast, uh, on the East Coast, not as much, but on the West Coast, there was uh, a very direct intention of being dope at freestyling and, and getting open, so to speak, where it's like you're freestyling and eventually you fall into the niche and you're just open and you're able to go off and you find that energy and it starts, you know, everybody starts tapping into that energy and this vibe and it becomes culture. Right. And so everybody used to freestyle. Everybody tried to have an original style. When you went to the freestyle battle, even you weren't up there trying to recite written raps like uh, like very popular and successful artists were doing like Juice was doing that. Rhyme Fest was doing that. They're writing rhymes and touring, battling people using the same written rhymes. And like uh, guys like Dose One, Micah Nine, and the person I'm playing today, Bus Driver, they, they weren't a part of that. They mm -hmm. weren't. They, that was like a big faux pas within our community. And so I'm playing. I want to play this track of him just going off, and he kind of just gets open. And it's not a very conventional bar style. It's more of a sing song style. Yeah. And um, that's also kind of typical to um, Project Blowed Cats. A lot of them are very jazz influenced. So he's kind of rapping here um, with the jazz influence. And this joint is called Hot Sand, which came out on like a mixtape that he had. Um, it was, I don't think they call it, they didn't call it mixtape back then, but it was like a, uh, a tour demo, like a mm. tour tape of just like B sides and joints that weren't a part of an album. But he just kind of goes off and fucking freestyle. So let me go ahead and see if i can get this get this going step bus driver bus driver yeah most recently seen on um on that uh ranking of rappers by vote by size of vocabulary list oh, yeah, that yeah, came yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. they updated it and he's number two uh, it just so happens that two of my favorite mc my two two of my favorite mcs are at the very top of that spectrum so yeah but yeah this is just him rocking live Oh, so it's, it's kind of like that earlier conversation where he sounds like a horn player. Yeah, instead of a drummer, like, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how the cadence flows. And I think that that's how he's able to continue being open, like. He's freestyling. And, and like, you know, we would see it so often. I've been to so many shows where somebody, they're rapping and it's like, oh, that's good. And somebody comes in and that energy is perfect with the beat that's playing randomly and they just fucking get open. And you can usually tell when, when that type of shit is happening. Yeah. A lot of times the content is live. It's, it's somebody, it's him responding to something that's happening or yeah. something that was just said. And <clears throat> of course people have canned lines, but like with this, just rapping over a beat, you can't can your rhymes in the structure that are going off of the cadence yeah, yeah, yeah. that is very much off of the, the beat itself, you know? Yeah. 
And it's like when you have a freestyle like this, like not every line is going to stick like perfectly dope or be coherent. But like sometimes there's beauty in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think that's like that's one thing that um that the newer rappers or rappers that are not familiar to freestyle are, are kind of are kind of afraid of. It's just like to present yourself, you want to have you want to present yourself in a certain way where it's co coherent, where it sounds, you know, it's kind of like freestyling is in a way you're kind of showing you're, you're making yourself vulnerable right. but if you do it enough times yeah. and you learn to like tap into your element you just yeah. become better at it, become yeah better at it. so I mean, i'm working on that myself but yeah it's like, it's fun i know? mean niggas get like roasted like if you go on five fingers of death or oh, funk yeah. flex yeah. and you're not on point or they catch you looking at your phone yeah. like you're fucking done <clears throat> like yeah. the the way the culture is now like there's not enough space for them to make mistakes like that or that, they didn't they didn't do it enough before they got the platform yeah. where yeah. all the eyes are on them yeah, yeah. yeah. and and to, to to me it's like um this is like an interesting cultural artifact because even at the time um even at the time people were not as people were not as open to freestyling like this is right when uh, like tony touch tapes were emerging and people were like oh a freestyle is a, a written verse over something and on uh, a whole enclave of like four element type of cats were still like yo this is going to have mistakes in it and shit like it's just what we do this is very much like a souls of mischief on the on you know uh stretch and bobito like they went there and they just freestyled whereas like wu-tang went in there and they spit written raps over you know beats and a lot of cats did that but like i just i i appreciate the craftsmanship of this so much and because i grew up i i i developed in a culture that was like this where it's like you you had to freestyle you had if you call yourself an mc you better freestyle and we used to do an open mic like twice a month and you got used to just going up there and not being dope one night and you go up you got used to like going up there and one time the beat was perfect where yeah. the line comes in like yeah. like in, in this like it, and, and you can bring the back the beat in late but in this like he just has lines that i think are fucking great and it's all mm -hmm. off the head i am a genius who is a genie inside of a bottle of a 40 and this is like yo mm -hmm. it's so west coast 40 ounce genius genie mm -hmm. and he's just rocking off of that cadence mm -hmm. and the 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 way freestyles are structured nowadays or what is considered a freestyle is so widely different like before you could have your your written verse and go to a radio show, freestyle it, and then go to the same one and, and do that same freestyle. But now it's like if you go to what is well, like if you go to like the wake up show and do the same freestyle that you did with Funk Flex, people are like, yo, why are you spitting the same shit yeah, over yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. There's no space for that craftsmanship. And growing up seeing it, a lot of times people are like, I don't I don't like this music. Right. I don't like this rapper and the way he sounds. For me, it's like I grew up and been like seeing people do the immediacy of so seeing somebody rap is so much different than listening to what they do on the mic if you go watch uh john robinson live with a mic in his hand rocking a crowd and and rapping you come away from that with such a different appreciation of his craftsmanship than if you put in a signs of life song it's like ah this beat is okay yeah, yeah, these yeah. raps are okay yeah. but when you see somebody with a microphone really fucking yeah. getting it being a part of that immediacy is so much about what hip-hop culture is about man i think that's what the one of the complications are because i do that well that's what i do i freestyle at my show if you watch it you're missing something 
because you're not there. It's hard to package the immediate. Yeah. So I had this issue where my freestyle sound this way, my written sound that way. Yeah. And I'm getting closer to it, but they're, they're two different brains. Right. It's like uh, Mega and I were having a conversation about like battle rap and how now like the the video production aspect of it has almost in a sense eclipse the uh like the actual audio portion of it unless like we're talking about the really high level guys mm-hmm. who are just really dope like the they were recording on red cameras and they've got different angles and cranes and shit right and like there's that and then there's the live aspect where somebody says a dope line and they can't even rap anymore because people are running into the circle and like you know giving them props and pushing them on the back and stuff and i was like yo that would be dope to have in japan and it was like man you can't have that in japan (laughs) that's like a a really black cultural thing that's only captured in these spaces Mm -hmm. and like yeah it's hard to get that battle rap energy into a recorded track even if you right. record a battle rap, you're not going to get the exactly. whole thing. Yeah. Whenever, like uh, I mentioned earlier, I feel that hip-hop culture is a participatory, a participatory culture. Right. And and to do this craft and to work within this craft and, and be really be a part of the community, you have to participate. Even if it's just as a person that is observing, right? Uh, the backpacker, so to speak. The person who wasn't really doing the hip-hop shit. Like, they weren't writing graffiti. They weren't breakdancing. They were there as an observer. That To me, that's what a backpacker was, yeah. right? Um but we all rock backpack because we had a fucking a, a protec helmet to spin on our heads or graph uh, like yeah, yeah. our peace book or something. But th- th- whenever you add a layer of mediation to the craft, it it's going to change radically. E- even outside of hip hop culture, when you add a layer of of a mediation, whether it's uh, a video camera or you know uh, a, a live stream or any anything that that mediates you from having the live experience of that kind of temporary autonomous zone where it just happens and the culture is happening that type of energy for people who never experienced that type of shit and seen some real live freestyle shit Mm. i kind of don't really give a fuck about your opinion on some things some aspects of the culture if you've never been to like a really crazy open mic experience where everybody there is getting it in like don't tell me what's good or bad about somebody freestyle rapping while watching it on youtube like there's a whole different layer of magic that is occurring that it you can't bottle it you Mm -hmm. can't bottle the culture up and mediate it like that Mm -hmm. if only thing you know is the music you've heard on the radio you don't you might have read about hip-hop culture but you haven't experienced the shit Mm -hmm. and i have such a tremendous appreciation for people who can freestyle Mm -hmm. because i i see it as a craft like me we used to do it all the fucking time. Like every single day I was freestyling. But for me, I think it's a muscle and I don't want to disservice the craft by coming in there and feeling weak. I have to work this muscle before I can, I will jump into uh, a cypher with Ryman Gaijin or right, you. Right, right, like right, that's right. what I just haven't done it. Sure. I rap to myself when I'm, you know, in my head and I put together my lines that I think are dope or whatever. But no, like, mm-hmm. like I, I always appreciate the freestyle arts, even when it comes to battling. And it's changed so much um, f- what the idea of a freestyle is. There was a big 
argument or conversation i might say about what a freestyle is mm. um last year and i think you know big daddy kane as early as like 86 or 87 said a freestyle is just like an impromptu verse that is kicked over something that it was not written for or yeah. performed with on the west coast we had a completely different idea mm. of what a freestyle was and i think this is a thing that comes back to like where you come from and how you per perceive it you know yeah. like if you like <clears throat> if you if you come from that part of the culture that's like here's a rapper who is saying some really dope lines that were probably rewritten like written there's a level of craftsmanship to that there's like oh he eminem was really good at freestyling bars and also coming with can can lines it was yeah. really good and, he, and his whole eight mile approach sparked a whole generation of dudes at house parties that just wanted to try to rap yeah but there was also a group of people that he was battling and beating during that era that were like not approaching it like that like yeah. he battled dose one and dose went all freestyle and then dose thought that he was doing the same thing but then when he got the demo tape from eminem it was all the verses and shit yeah and now to me if you're talking about a freestyle battle off the head, who's the wittiest, who gets the openest, who's the nicest, I'm going to give a little bit more credit to the person who was able to get open yeah. there. But on the other end of the spectrum, you have the rappers who are phenomenal at crafting battle raps written, and that's a whole different level. Like mm. Loaded Lux, he is a fucking master mm. craftsman of doing that, and mm. it just doesn't really get much better than that. Mm. But there's a huge difference between him and, say, idea mm. who won the blaze battle in like 2000 or some mm, shit mm, mm, it's a whole different thing mm. yeah so i don't know what, what are your thoughts on freestyling when it comes to all that rambling that i just did <laughs> ramen gaijin i mean i guess you, you you said it you hit the the nail on the head yeah it's where you come from when you come in so do you remember when uh, drake pulled out his phone yes like that point was you can't do that mm. A couple years later, Method Man pulled out his phone. Yeah, last, last year. year. Yeah, and it was just, well, we know you could rap, so you right. But before that Drake moment, he couldn't do it, regardless right. of if he could rap or not. Right. It's like when I, a friend of mine put me on to the battle with cannabis. Right. So I was saying okay. cannabis. He's one of my dudes, but he doesn't get in it. And he's like, he got beat by a disaster. disaster. Yeah. So I'm watching it, and it hurt because he pulled out his notebook. Yeah. I never assumed I was. Yeah, I thought he was just a lyrical dude. So then I was watching all those battles. I, I, I started at twelve. I went to bed at four, and I'm like, these dudes are freestyling. I didn't know this, yeah. so I'm just like, wow. I need yeah. to really step my game up. Yeah. Mm. And then it hit me that they're memorizing right. a month's oh, yeah. worth of, which absolutely, and it's respected now. Like that yeah. is the, yeah, that's par. That's part of the course. See, that, that cannabis battle is really interesting for me because I knew those guys weren't freestyling. I mean, some of it, you you have a really talented guy like Thesaurus who disaster will hear... Also. Right, as disaster. Like, they can craft a line or two in their head as a rebuttal response to what you just said, and then they go back into the written, right? But for me, that cannabis battle, I wasn't as critical of, on him about it. I thought he fucked up theatrically, but all he was doing was just the magician showing the trick. Mm. He, The curtain was pulled back. He just had no more salt in the game. He was just like, fuck it. I'm going to spit this anyways. Let me use my fucking notebook. What, what it 
the theatrics are so much a part of it now that people saw that oh big faux pas you really fucked that up mm. but everybody else is spitting written rhymes this is not so yeah, what yeah, we're yeah, criticizing yeah, yeah. him for was his ability to remember a rap at that point while his arm was in a fucking sling yeah and, and it was cringy and it was embarrassing because the curtain was pulled back yeah. but that is what that entire segment of freestyle battle culture is built around mm. it's the idea that you you don't see the mediation of it and nobody wants you to give away the trick yeah and so for people watching that don't know they're like wow these guys are incredible yeah. but for the people that are also magicians or have worked yeah, within yeah, the, yeah. the magic community we know that the curtains just there it's just another layer of mediation mm -hmm. and you know as you get for i i tend to like things that get further away from it being mediated experience sometimes like i don't ever really want to watch a, a concert through my television Yep. You know what I mean? I want to be at the concert yeah. more so. So I, I, I thought that I, I didn't knock cannabis for that. I think cannabis is a great rapper who writes raps. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard, even on Sway and Tech back in the day, he never freestyled. Well, he always came with my Pentium chip is 486. The same, I didn't know. You know like, yeah. In the same way Biggie and Jay-Z never write. Right. Now, I don't know if that's... Yeah. yeah. They, they're writing it in their head. Or, and then, you know. It's yeah. one of those things I would have to meet Jay and just watch him. It just kind of, because right. he's—it's part of the trick. Then, right? I no, can do that, but yeah. it's. Have you seen uh, Lil Wayne's Carter? The, the Carter documentary joint. Documentary, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a part where he gets to his hotel room, sets up a mic, and starts recording. You know, he listens to the beat. He comes on, spits two bars, maybe four bars, stops, punches it all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's his process. Yeah, he's not writing, right? But, but it's it's a different, it's a whole different thing. And if, I, when I say writing, I mean he's not physically writing right. on a piece of paper. But the the bars are being processed he's in the, the same song. way as yeah, writing. Yeah. You just remember the bar, especially if you're punching in like that. It's a whole different thing if Jay heard the beat and was like, "All right, I'm gonna go." And these are fresh thoughts that are emerging. You know what I mean? That type of level of craftsmanship is wild, mm. unheard of. I mean, that's the illusion, though. Like but, they yeah. want it to I, be like that. So I was always, no one told me. So I aimed for that level. Oh, that'd make you better. <laughs> that'd make you yeah. better, but yeah. But the point, it, it didn't matter. Like yeah. when I did my, my thing for freestyle is it has to be freestyle. Yeah. So if I know I'm saying a phrase, I would say I deviate from it. Mm. When people would watch it, they would say, they, they would assume that it's not a freestyle. Mm. I would lose points because they think I wrote it. Yeah. Well, the, it, it's a weird thing, like in sports, right? Like fucking kids growing up, they're like, yo, if I fucking eat my food right and I'm healthy and I lift weights, I could look just like fucking Hulk Hogan. Yep. When you find out Hulk Hogan is using steroids, it changes the game. Yeah, yeah. So when you find out these free stuff, like you, you're like, man, if I practiced and I hone my craft, I can get really like flawlessly nice like a cannabis. But then you find out that the illusion, like, you know, the illusion is there. He's like, oh, shit, I, I can use the steroids, too. And I think that's kind of the progression that happened with this battle rap culture is everybody yeah. was like, oh, shit, like the fights are better if everybody's on steroids. Mm, yeah. The fights are like for what the craft is trying to achieve of writing the like having the best killer punchlines and yeah. things to say, the craft works better with the steroids. I've heard people say that about you know? baseball, like 
I would love to watch a baseball game where everybody just Everyone's hits a home run. Yo, yeah, when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were hitting all those fucking home runs every game, I was like, baseball is not as boring as I was led to believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I don't watch soccer. It ain't shit mm. happening. Mm. If those fools, if the Nets were closer together or there was less people, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, freestyle is crazy, say, man. Like the progress, like you can almost say Drake made it able for Method Man to pull out his yeah. phone because that kind of was like, oh, this is a thing that happens yeah. now. It, it's it's totally like, it's part of the course now. I think now some some but but when you speaking of that same that same situation, you have another person sitting right next to Method Man who has been doing the craft just as long, and he was able to do it without the phone. And so you're going to appreciate who what Black Black Thought. Black Thought killed that second freestyle. And he even ended it with some shit that made it seem as though it was off the head. He said, uh, the the he said some the Wu the Wu Tang Roots crew. Like he ended it with that because he's next to Wu Tang yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 like yeah. and it was just like, man, that level of craftsmanship is crazy. But just listening to Method Man, that's very good. Yeah. That's fucking great. You yeah. killed that shit. Yeah. And I don't expect Method Man to fucking you know, a freestyle, everything like that. You're fucking 40 year old rapper yeah. who's fucking written some of the best verses and best songs uh, of ever. Yeah, the game. it's like, yo, I understand. Like, you uh, pull back the curtain, Method Man. I don't yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? As long as you don't got fucking, uh, I don't know, somebody writing your raps for you, I'm yeah. still going to consider you a fucking top tier lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that point where I make the distinction. It's like, are you. Do the craft however you want if you're doing the craft. Once you start letting other people do it, that's when I get into the realm of mm. you're a pop star, you're a performer, you're not really that same level of MC. You ask mm. Black Thought if he if, has anybody ever written any rhymes for you? Hell no. Hell the fuck no. Never in my life. I am mm. offended yeah, that you yeah, yeah, even yeah. think that that happened. So that happened to Jean Grey. Somebody was like, yo, I heard Jean Grey had somebody write a rap. She was so offended. Yeah. She probably would have slapped the shit out of that man if it was face to face. Probably would have. Then we write raps. Shit. Oh, okay, that was a long tangent that we had about freestyling. Let's do the segment or unchanging. The unchanging. Rhyming Gaijin. Favorite member of the Wu Tang clan? Method. Because of what Mega just said? <laughs> nah, he's yeah. just the flow. I mean, they all had different flows. Mm. I didn't care for jizzes. I liked Inspected Deck, but it didn't modulate so much. He just yeah. hit you with those words. Mm. You God had the voice. Mm. Old Dirty was. I can understand some of the things he was saying. Plus, I was younger, yeah. so it, he it, also wasn't saying some things. Sometimes he was just like "duga duga duga." Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghostface, I started to like him afterwards because mm. he's usually he was the last guy. Him and Ray were at the end of a triumph is my song, so they're mm. way at the end. Never got to them, yeah. but you know I like him. But Method Man, because he just the presence, yeah. like he could be the movie star. Yeah. The other ones could never really. Well, Jizza yeah. can do his thing. Rizza. But yeah. but yeah, Method Man has that cadence and that bounce, man. Un unmistakable fucking cadence. Great. Great mm -hmm. MC. Like, not as like uh, technically brilliant as some of the other members in terms of actual writing and structure and, and poetic devices. Mm -hmm. But yo, his bounce is undeniable. And he mm -hmm. still got it. Like, yeah. the shit that... He killed that shit. Now, it's repetitive that when I start listening, like he's saying the same... Right. But just the way he says it is yeah. just... It's good. Uh, Red Man too. It's like, uh, what what do you expect? Like they're going to come on. There's going to be a line about 
you know, being like some type of animal and, and, and fucking somebody up. Yeah. And then there's going to be a line about weed and there's going to be a line about and being dope. Pops. And then, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, here, I'm going to hit him with a convenient question. Mary, fuck, kill. One, two, three. Rate these convenience stores. Family Mart, 7-Eleven, Lawson's. 7-Eleven, Family Mart, Lawson's. Can you tell us why you chose 7-Eleven first? The ATMs didn't come to the other ones. 7-Eleven was first. Right. Plus, we got in the States, so it's kind of like... Plus, they mm. expanded. Business book-wise, they were the first people to do that kind of um, updated... They, they made the system where they can update their products quickly. Mm. Where the mm. other ones... Because back in the day, if it's missing, it would be missing for a while. Mm. They started the whole... Like I, sh- like, I used to live in an apartment. My girl was upstairs. I came downstairs. I'm like, there's no Kit Kats here. Mm. That was my thing. She went there. She yelled at the guy. There's no Kit Kats for my boyfriend. <laughs> Those Kit Kats appeared later on that night. <laughs> Bam. And she's like, I'm so, like, He's like, yo, we fucked up. Yo, I was about to say, your girlfriend's yeah. not very Japanese. But then that in part was like, oh, she's very Japanese. No, no. <laughs> she didn't apologize. And she wasn't Japanese. Okay. Like, most of the mm. girlfriends I met are with, they're not Japanese. Oh, really? Like, it. And then Family Mart because they got the melon. Uh, melon. Oh yeah, not the melon. The pizza mart. Oh okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's better than. Uh, and then Lawson's because it's you know, Yamazaki and the other ones are not around. So yeah. Okay. If if you had to replace one of those places with one of the second tier convenience, what would you would you replace Yamaz uh, Lawson's with Yamazaki? Probably. Oh shit. I like the name the best. If you ask me what has the best name, I'm fucking with Yamazaki. Something about that name just sounds hard as fuck. We're going to change the name to the, of the podcast. But okay, next question. You want me to hit him? I got it. Yeah. You are on a desert island. And you can take any two artists' entire discography of music with you. And that is all you have to listen to on this desert island until you are either rescued or perish. Who do you choose? Old Kanye. Well, you gotta take you gotta take Jesus with you too. It's coming along. <laughs> Jesus is great. Yeah. I mean, I'll it's take all of it's I, you gotta mean, I would take, take uh, poopity scoops with you though. I'll take um, it all. Cause yeah. he goes all over the place. Yeah. And it'd be, you know, some days I'm hungry. So I listen to this. Some days I'm feeling good. Like he has a, yeah. a wide thing. Probably Lauren Hill. Mm, okay. Short discography. Yeah, okay. very short discography. I mean, I guess. But if he gets the Fuji's with it, <clears throat> every song that she's on, he would have. I think that's the way it goes, right? Not the album. I mean, well, I mean, there are some Kanye albums that he's not on. Hey, some tracks. I don't know. Are we are we allowing this? Well, I mean, we make the rules to this. You understand that, right? I would allow that. Okay. She was in the okay. group. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Every Fuji song. Uh, it's more like it's more the feeling, like like I'm rapping or something. Yeah. It's. <laughs> It's um the moment. So I'm on this island. I'm alone. Yes. And if I could dial into that moment when I heard that thing, mm. driving to um, we're driving out of state with my sister. That song was playing in the background. I was walking home from McDonald's. This girl picked me up, and that was playing in the back. Like that moment will keep me going for a while. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, as you fashion spears I mean, and crack open coconuts, you gotta have that. They're a lot worse artists than Kanye West. And Absolutely. Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty, you know, there's a variety of sound there. I would, I rock with it. Right. Plus, some of Lauren Hill's later stuff is really good, also. So, yeah. 
when you walk into a room, what is your theme song or your music that plays? Like it's WrestleMania. What kind of room is it? It's WrestleMania. Okay. It doesn't have okay. to be Madison State. It doesn't have to be a uh, Madison Square Garden. But the Titan Tron's about to come on. They got the pyro ready. You're about to beat up, uh, not Floyd Mayweather. What's the guy? Uh, Colin McGregor. Connor McGregor. McGregor. Connor McGregor. McGregor. Oh. All right. If it wasn't a sporting event, but when I walk into like a... The Soul Food House. Well, not... Into the Daily Yamazaki. All right. When I would... um, <laughs> If I have a meeting, business meeting, or um, when I was at business, MBA school, and I have to come in there or something, the theme that was is Jay-Z's song. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My, My name, name is, is Hope. Mm, like that. Mm, mm. You don't know? No. Which one is that? Public announcement? Yeah. Black album. Just Blaze? Just Blaze? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Like that's public yeah. service announcement. Jay what? got some dope intros, man. Yo, Jay has a lot mm. of... Um, not bangers, but like... What do you call it? Oh, he has bangers, too. Well, he has bangers, yeah. but... Like, I wouldn't necessarily call, uh, shit, my bad. I wouldn't call um, Big Pimpin' a banger oh, unless yeah, I was yeah. being really liberal with the definition. Mm. But that song is like, he has, Jay has a lot of anthems is what I mean. Yeah. Jay has mm-hmm. hella anthems. Got a dope catalog, man. Yeah. Deep. Word. Um, who is your, do you know the, the, the meme or the trope of, you know, acknowledge me, senpai? Nah. So, like, you know, the senpai kohai relationship, senior, junior. And in anime and manga, sometimes there's, like, the kohai, the junior, who wants their senpai to look at them. Sometimes it's romantic. Sometimes it's just, like, you know, I really respect this person. I would like if they, you know, acknowledge Recognize me. my greatness yeah. as well or my trajectory. Who, Who's your senpai? Who is your senpai that you would like to be acknowledged by? All right. So, I guess... In the same, well, it's everyone. I want to be acknowledged by everyone. So when I was doing YouTube, nobody watched it. My brother didn't watch it. The DJs out here didn't. Wa- nobody watched it, so I didn't think anybody noticed. Then years later, I meet people who watched it, and they told me, "Yo, that le- that that joint that came in today, uh, talking about that that video, man, that's somebody which, really rocking with you." And that's just a throwaway. That wasn't. It was just, this is me doing my life. So I wanted, like, when I did the Guinness record, I broke it. And I'm feeling high, you know, I'm whatever. And I went to this, uh, you know, an artist around here. We went, I went there by myself. Nobody in that room knew. It felt like I did nothing. Oh, I feel you. Like, it'd be nice if, and here comes, well, he doesn't even have to do all that, just a dap over here. It'd be nice if Jay-Z's public service announcement came (laughs) (laughs) on. So just, I don't know, I, because I, I don't, I don't promote, so no one knows. You really have to pull it out of me, mm. and just to know that people know. So really, I don't have a senpai. Like, if Jay Z came into this room, I might get a picture for the gram, but I might not. I just want to mm. talk to the dude. Oh, I'm gonna get a picture. Fuck yeah. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, go, I might not put it on the gram, but I'm gonna get a picture. Yeah, but yeah. it's more. I just want to talk to him. He yeah, has yeah, all yeah, that yeah. experience. So anyone with experience is my technical senpai. Yeah. I just want to know what you know. Pull the curtain back. Yeah. Like, do you really write your freestyles, mm. or do you really put work? India Davenport said something similar. Yeah, her fans. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm good on the other ones. If we want to go into this. Tidying up with Megan Light. All right. Mighty Kong. Did any of you read her book? Late listen to the audio book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched the show. I was surprised. I read the book just because my room is super messy. And I thought maybe she could help me. But she's kind of critical, right? She's kind of. She's interesting. I think it's a really dope racket, man. I, I, I think that it's just like being like, throw away everything. That you, I, I don't know. Jordan Peterson say the same shit. Yikes. <laughs> and I don't fuck with Jordan <laughs> Peterson like that. You know what I mean? Yikes. Like clean up your shit, make your bed. So I think it's a little bit strange, man. But if it works for people, it works for people. We were just inspired to do this segment because fuck it. We had a conversation about it and it came up randomly. So what are we going to do? Each pick a Fuji's track and see which one he wants to get rid of? Yes. Okay, you guys go first. I mean, I gotta figure out which one. You got yours, son. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's what's yours? I'm gonna play. See, it's funny. Just like this is like the number one track that's always in my head. But it's funny, like me and my ignorance. I had was it last month realized that this is not their original song. Uh, killing me softly with this song. Mm. Oh yeah, like that is whack. definitely not yeah. That's I have the, no idea. Yeah, that's the <laughs> goddess of Bird of Flag, yo. That it, is a, yeah, my it, mom, when that came out, my mom was like, this is okay, but you know, this yeah, is the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, I know. I was, yeah, you played it. Because I, I was in like some kind of like jazz cafe or something, and like the original came out. I was just like, and immediately I was like, up oh, there goes another. Because like every now and then, just like I'll hear something of like the original of a famous track mm-hmm. that I'm that I first heard of. Just like, oh, that. Oh, then it's like, oh, it makes sense why this is a sample. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a sample. That was mm-hmm. a sample of this. Okay, cool, cool, okay. cool, cool. All right, my joint is uh, Nappy Heads, Mona Lisa. Can, Can I, get I get a date, date on Friday? Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind the remix? Saturday. I think it's just the original joint. Nappy Heads, Mona Lisa. <laughs> it's the remix, right? Hold on. Maybe. It, I Here mean, if there is an original, I didn't this hear right that here. one. Yeah. Damn, you stole mine. Oh, damn. My bad. All right, so this this is this is my choice there. So one of these tracks you're gonna have to tidy up and. Well, I'll go with Fuji La then. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that is a interesting cross section of. Do, do, one of these doesn't spark joy, right? <laughs> Can we play little snippets of all three? Or yeah, you got you got it on the uh, Serato. Damn. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me. Hold on. I got you. All right. So I just played. Okay. Let me just play a little bit more nappy heads. And then I will play. All right. And then we will play Killing. Yo, that beat is dope. This was not on the score. This was on the translator crew joint. Yo, Blended on Reality came out in 94. This mm-hmm. is crazy. And we have this one. So it's 25 years old. Oh, By shit. now, maybe. Yep. All right. One of the best things about this track is that every time you play it, everybody goes, one time. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of the best contributions <laughs> to a hip-hop track in the history of ever. Yeah. So everybody is going to go. One time. It's, it's the funniest yeah. thing. It's like every time um, 
Shalice Aphrodite. She, 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 well, she shout out to her. Oh every yeah. Time, every time she covers this song, just like yeah, even with people in the room who are not familiar with it, there's always like at least one or two of us. Yeah. And when we do it, everyone Everybody jumps in from the in, next yeah. one. It's, it's just a beautiful thing, man. All right, so we got that, and then the last joint, Fuji Law. I didn't know this was a sample. Yeah. I didn't know that. A lot of the songs were samples, sample yeah. based. Tiana oh, yeah. Marie. We used to be number 10. Now we permanently want in the back. Oh, I forgot about this one. This really reminds me of the Fugees. That beat just reminds me of refugees. It reminds me of Fugees. Mm. It seems very much like. Beat you so bad that you never like Refugee, you know, like yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah, yeah. coming yeah, here yeah, and giving you this sound. Mm. So you got to get rid of one of these, man. I'm done. Huh? Yours. Okay. Mona Oof. Lisa. Yeah. That's that the only hurts. one. That's the only one that's uh, not on. Yeah. Not on the score, right? So that was the song I heard in the car, and it was playing. And I thought Wyclef sounds funny because mm. he's. That's just what he was doing. Where the other two, this when I was old enough to know music. Mm. So I walked into a club to strumming my strum. I got like it was almost like my belly entrance. Mm. So we came in there. The song is playing. Uh, you had your contacts in. Black lights were killing it. But I had my my newest coat. And then this song. This was a summer song. This is what I think. This is their first song after. Like this one blew up. Yeah, yeah. I remember the video. I, I remember the summer. I had a cell phone. I found. I, I was a paper boy. One morning I saw this old school Nokia next to a car. Probably fell out of that car. But my first instinct was to take it. And then for a month I had a cell phone. I didn't know they could track me. Mm. I didn't think of it until my friend's mom, like, you know, they can track you. Yeah. But it was then. But that's Fuji's for me. Mm. And then Lauren Hills started doing all the movie things. And then she's on the rooftop with Nas. And why, like. Word. Really, any one of those tracks, getting rid of one of them is a trash thing to do. I and thought I, that was too easy for him, though. Mm. I kind of want to replace like no Nappy Heads with something else off of the score and see how you feel about it. Uh, what is what is the other uh, single? Ready or Not? How Many Mics or Ready or uh, Not? Yeah, How Many Mics. Oh, oh, you know, having to do that is just a terrible thing. And tidying up, it I doesn't like spark joy. <laughs> this, this doesn't spark. This is meant to not spark joy. This is meant to make you feel the emotional and mental anguish. Uh, oh, what is it? Okay, yeah, you can come back in late. Let's uh, do this weather forecast, man. Do you have any shows coming up, Ramen Gaijin? On the twenty third, right? Twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah, in uh, Under Deer Lounge. Phenomenal band. Um, the lead singer Zandra, she's leaving Japan. So it was like we just formed and now we're breaking up. Oh man! But she is like I know good singers, but she is just wow. Okay, twenty third. Twenty third. Twenty third Friday. No Saturday evening. Saturday evening. And um, check out my Instagram. So three hundred and sixty five days of new material before twelve o'clock. I can't repeat. I can't um, 
he's not using the same yeah. words. He's already said uh, van, and and. We're all <laughs> we're all waiting to see how he's gonna pull this right. off. <laughs> I've only heard of one other person doing that before, and it was quite an endeavor. So I'm looking forward to watching this go down. I gotta find you on Instagram. Yeah, and it's just Rhyming Gaijin on Instagram. Rhyming Gaijin. Easy to find. Everybody tune in. Get that going. Any other shows coming up? Uh, yeah, besides the 23rd, um, after that will be March 9th, will be at Shibuya Ruby Room. Um, homeboy DJ Late will be joining us as well. So we have this big um, it's a festival party that um, was at Tokyo Sounds, Tokyo Sounds from the Underground. Um, just some of the best rock, soul, hip-hop um, just like just dope dope people and just like just dope good people so it's like it, there's none of that um bullshit vibes and i'm like everyone's just there to have a good time so i got um what's it on um, bands um uh mc buddha's coming through with his crew the bridge, the bridge. shout out shout out my like, thank you guys so much for joining that one um zandra the singer that they were just talking about she she's performing as well um uh dope uh, funk band Momo Funk they're gonna be playing as well shout out to them so yeah it's gonna be a really dope, really dope party then besides that uh, the next babble will be on March 16th in a place in Shimo Kitazawa called it was a music island O and that would be the first babble at a pro when I say proper just like has has a stage has like proper equipment the sound checkers staff so that'll be an interesting one and I got some really got a few special guests for that one so yeah like uh, I'll have all the information out on that soon, very cool. soon. Um, and that one is in Shimokita. Yeah, in Shimokita. Saturday, I'm assuming. That's yeah. That'll be a Saturday, the second Saturday of March, Bet. or third, something like that. Word. I've got some more shows too. Um, I mean, yeah. You, you want to start with the list? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, today to the twenty second on. Friday, we got uh, Vibes at Harry's. That's me at uh, my guy Harry's Sandwich Shop. Uh, you know how we do, so blah, blah, blah. Also, Slow Lights, which goes down at Heavy 6-0 in Nakano Club Heavy 6-0, excuse me. That's every fourth Friday. And is that um, Cram's event, he no, said? No, uh, Isugi. Isugi. Yeah, he runs that. Okay, word. Uh, the next day, it's the fourth Saturday, so that means the breakdown is going down at Coins Bar. Go holler at those guys. Um, later in the week, Kinsuke has his regular shows on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, Kokimura, DJ Hiro, and Nas Chris are doing anything on Tuesday. It's the last Tuesday of the month, so go to Captain Vinyl. Check out uh, DJ Muro and Nordy. Or Muro and Nordy. I don't know if it's DJ Muro still, uh, but you know, shouts out to the God. Also, this week, Masego is performing at um, Unit on Wednesday the 27th. That's in Daikon Yama or Ibisu, however you want to look at it. So go peep that. And um, I'm forgetting something. The internet is playing somewhere. Hold on, let me Whoa, look that word? Up. Yeah. Hold on, let me get into that. I would it. be impressed if that was both the band and the actual. Yeah, it's uh, Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> bars, Al Gore's got bars. Uh, yeah, I've got um, uh, Tokyo Was Here Presents Bonobo on February 25th, and that is going down at Bonobo. Or wait, where is this, where is this going out? Anyways, um, it is going to be an open format set from Shin Shimokitazawa. 
uh, Shimokawa from the Death Comic Crew. Shout out to Ram LZ, rest in peace. I am Jesse, Mark Jackson, feel so good. AJ Boundless, a dude named, somebody named Fabian at Sushi. Uh, Solomon Puzzle from Cryptozophilia with Mellow Vibes. That is going down in a place. Let me find out where that is at. Bonobo, Sorry. right? Yeah. That's near, like, okay. it above is, Harajuku, okay. Shinjuku area. It's it's at Bonobo. Sorry, yeah. So I thought the event was also called Bonobo. Kitasando area. Okay. Kitasando Station, at least. Yeah. So that, in between Shinjuku and Harajuku. Yeah, that should be really dope. Also on... Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, also on March 9th at Bonobo again, Brooklyn Terry Phonics and Stupid Kozo are doing Strike Zone. That is going down on hmm. March 9th, and that should be really dope. As well as another show, AJ Boundless has got the Boundless Box pop up gallery at Design Festa Gallery, um, and that is going down on March 7th from 11 a.m. to 8 a.m., and that's our guy AJ Boundless. Check that one out. And more recently, let's see, on the 1st of March, uh, 90 BPM Takeover Beatmakers is going down. And that's got a lot of really dope cats like Lidley, uh, Kabeyam. Uh, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a dope one with a lot of regulars to show out to that. Shout out to all of those people. And I think I got one last one uh, to talk about here. And I think there's one, uh, another one on March 1st, um, the next um, Mild Out. Event, oh, where? Yeah, yeah. Yo, shout out to uh, Hero King. Mild yeah, Out. Yeah, that, I think that that's happening like uh, after the ninth. Is it the ninth as well? I think. No, no. No, I think, that I think one it's is March 1st. Okay. Actually, that one is, I'm pretty certain that's a little later. Uh, that's April 21st. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That's uh, Scheme Richards is coming out. Uh, excuse me. I'm wrong about that. Uh, the last the last joint I want to talk about is MPC Music Producers Conference, which is going down at Edge of Tokyo. This is a beat making event, uh, music producers meetup for uh, for this event, and March 9th at 2:30 to 9 o'clock. And I guess you go there, and people are going to talk about production and also do some beats and things of that nature. So if you're interested in that, pay attention to that, and I will update the calendar with the information sometime this week. So. Do that. If you have any questions, get at me. Yo, that internet show is going to be on Tuesday. Uh, that's the 26th at uh, Shinkiba Studio Coast. So if you're oh. into that, go peep that. Uh, Hero King on the 1st. Yeah, the 1st, yeah, the I believe. Uh, next week, March 1st on Friday. And then uh, Speakeasy going down March 3rd on Sunday at Plus Tokyo. We've got, um, who do we have? Uh, I'm shit. DJing at that one. Yeah, yeah. No. It's gonna be mega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, I forgot who the guests are. Yeah. Oh, Kimbo and uh, DJ Sue. DJ okay. Sue are playing. Sue is playing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I know he's happy about that. Shout out to Probably. Sue. <laughs> Straight up and down. That's our guy. Shout out to Three Black Geeks. Shout out to Ryman Gaijin or Matthew. Uh, shout out to Shad AD. Yo, yo. Shout out to Babel. Shout out to Maya Hatch and MC Buddha in the bridge. Shout out to AJ Boundless. Shout out to I Am Jesse. Phonics. Brooklyn Terry. Gonzo's Nose. <laughs> Now I'm praying that I make it 25 Davey call the doctor for my help And know it's kinda hard to say the drugs 
Cause I've been having problems with myself And I've been asking questions what the love And they don't give me answers just a check And they don't know my issues as a child Cause I was busy cutting on myself And hanging from the playground went wrong Until you got a rope on your neck And I've been losing more than just my mind Gathering was love for self-respect And that is why you coming, why you drunk And why you never let me when I need it And I don't wanna be like you no more And I've been trying to cope, I'm getting weak I smoke too much, the problems of a 20-something. I drink too often, there's liquor pouring from the faucet. You would assume for following the tunes, then I'm doomed to die young. Addicted to dry plump, these bitches ain't shit. And pussy is my greatest vice. I love smoking weed, I hate advice. I know some niggas that talk good, the wise men from a long line of bitch made and bridesmen. You never had nothing but fucking dreams You just caught up in the hype The fashion is so it seems The limelight I know that I rhyme tight No need for your two cents And burning your blueprints These people think I really give a fuck about The shit they give a fuck about Just need a moment of silence Just close your fucking mouth Infatuated with violence Gun in my fucking mouth So you don't know that I'm serious Know what I'm talking about Like you got punchlines for days It's so generic You float too cold Your age like, you got punchlines for days, you're so generic, you flow, you too cold, you ace. Yeah, and I'm so misrepresented by niggas that claim trill and they souls was never in it. Like, yeah, and I'm so misrepresented by niggas that claim trill, they souls was never in it. Like, my dimples trying to get a signal this storm is not the norm it's torn me up from the outside in don't know where to begin keep it moving if you really want to win warnings begin new stories begin feel the wind on my face i'm getting it in y'all watching me spin obstacles philosophical i was holding it tight but i dropped it though dying indigo die my old revolution piccolo Somebody 
got no more Feel like we're stuck in revolving doors When will they open up? Feel my heart closing up Don't wanna make a fuss But damn, can I get out this rut? I know everything's a plus But shit, enough is enough So I swallow my pride Keep my eyes on the prize But the devil still managed to get inside So I tell it to J-T-F-O-N-S-T-F-U With all them lies Sit down and watch me rise N-F-U-N-T-Y For helping me decide I'm an order for the storm to die That's what the sun said. 